Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, Image Radio Call Sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio and lots and many other things. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, Leah. Hello. We're back. Another week. Here we are. Uh, welcome to Ham Phone. <laughs> How, uh, how's your week been going? Uh, you know, it's all just been overshadowed by congressional hearings. <laughs> Whatever we were doing, hearing our elected officials in the highest vaulted places in our government ask if a phone app uses the Wi-Fi <laughs> has me shook. There was a congressman who asked when he was going to start getting paid for the data that TikTok is selling, selling his data and like his kids' data and his grandkids' data. And I'm looking at this going, what are you talking about? Are other social media companies giving you a kickback? I I don't know. He literally says, where think. is my money? Yeah. Like, did he did he have a senile moment in which he revealed that he is straight up getting paid by social media companies? It definitely thinks it seems like they're woefully disconnected from reality. Like we thought the Facebook Zuckerberg thing was a laugh riot. Yeah. But this is just doubling down on completely being disconnected from reality. The fact that Mark Zuckerberg went through this mm -hmm. and then clearly actively campaigned for TikTok to have to go through this. Like if I went through this pain, <laughs> guess who else has to go through it? You do. Like the, the way talks. The way that the committee views TikTok is like how we view Noah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing it as a joke. Yes, yes. They're serious. <laughs> that like Noah's going to come and abduct you. Yeah. Like that's a joke that we make. Yes. But I think people literally believe yes. that TikTok's going to do something to you. For those that don't know, TikTok, which is a huge application, and yes, owned by a, a Chinese company, was brought in front of a congressional hearing. Yes. To answer for their existence. <laughs> well, it was to uh, basically question whether or not they're selling user data to the Chinese government. Spoiler alert. Yes. No. <laughs> but Or they're not selling it. They're just giving it to them. <laughs> well, for some reason, one of the Congress members thought that one of the like the ceo or something somebody who's very high ranking in in bite dance a what now a what somebody who really high ranking in bite dance is what, what, also the a, a secretary what, a, what dance? a what dance bite dance that's what is that? the parent company oh i don't know uh is this a vine no <laughs> that that person is also a high ranking official in uh, the Chinese government, like simultaneously. Is he? No. Oh. They I... might have had similar names, which is very 
common in the Chinese culture. <laughs> all these Changs running around. <laughs> Who do they think they are? It's the same Chang. Screwing us all up. <laughs> um, yes, and this is the Hammer to Crash course, but this was a, just a funny topic for us. And, and I would like to... I would like to point out, this is one of my favorite things about conspiracy theories and whatnot that people build up in their head. What does a corporation serve to gain from being that way? <laughs> that, like, they TikTok just want to like, make money. <laughs> hey, hey, Minister Pooh Bear, check out, <laughs> check out uh, Addison Ray today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Like, what do you think you're getting? It's crazy. And then there was another a congressperson who goes uh did you know that there's a video on how to make hydro uh what is it hydro hydrocodone quinine oh the whatever hydrocoroquinine or whatever yeah yeah, yeah yeah and uh out of grapefruit did you know you can't make it with grapefruit <laughs> <laughs> bruh drink tonic water Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Welcome to the Hammerito Crash Course Podcast. We've had quite a, a day. This pretty much all happened like today, so we're still reeling <laughs> from all the things. So many things happened it today It was like in the an news. SNL skit. But like <laughs> so many, like Linus Tech Tips, okay? Okay. One of the biggest technology YouTube channels Big out tech. there. Like Linus, who, who owns the YouTube channel. Is he the one that was going to get canceled for not knowing what the hard R was? Yes, the hard R. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest things I I've also ever did seen. not know what the hard R was. <laughs> Everyone thought it was the mentally yeah. disabled R word. Right, right. Versus right. the N word with a hard R yes, at the yes. end, which is what it is. And he was like, yeah, I would just casually throw around the hard R. And <laughs> And his his co-host's face I, I'm looked like this his video. skeleton was trying to flee his body. <laughs> I'm watching this video and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm dying. And you're like, what? We used to just casually throw that around. And you're like, what? I, I didn't. No, I know. But... I know. But... <laughs> Neither one. So the fine. entire channel, the one of the largest tech YouTube channels, right? Yeah. A, a huge business. Like he... He employs a that's, ton of people. That's right? his gerb. Yeah. And many other people. The entire gerbs. channel got hacked. <gasps> How? It got hacked by like a crypto scam. Was it a And they started one? running videos of like Elon Musk talking about crypto <laughs> and posting links for people to buy crypto that they were like profiting off of. How did he get hacked? They renamed the, the channel name to Tesla. Just <laughs> Tesla. Didn't even care about the brand they stole. No, could have just, just kept the brand. Yeah, <laughs> anything you could have done anything differently than what they did. It was it was wild. It was a wild, wild time. How to get it back? Oh, YouTube stepped in and went like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> this is obviously not correct." I'm sure Linus has like a bat phone that calls YouTube directly. <laughs> I need an adult. Help! Help! All right, so we like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today is aluminum is antenna too. Wow. I have gotten... I thought you were going to say aluminum is in town too. No. It's like aluminum's always in town. Aluminum is friend. Why aluminum good antenna? No. Why I... aluminum good antenna? Got it. Aluminum antenna shape. <laughs> Antenna friend. No, I I, I got a, a 
I've been getting a couple of comments from people recently that... Are you saying that I could go get my re my Reynolds foil wrap <laughs> and antenna it? Yeah. I could just tune it up? Yeah. You should antenna some Reynolds foil sure. wrap. I mean, whatever. That's your but... next Willet antenna. So th there are uh, a ton. Uh, there, there's there's all these comments that I've been getting about people talking about how aluminum won't work as an antenna because it's like not magnetic or is not a good conductor of electricity, mm. and to somehow imply that that means that it's not capable of being a resonant antenna, mm -hmm. which is just not true. Uh, there are many, many antennas that are made of aluminum, and uh, we use them all the time. And a lot of people don't even, I guess, really know it. The the oh, tensile. I thought, I thought it wouldn't be used because it's kind of a softer metal. Right, and so the the tensile strength of aluminum is something that we don't make like a a, a long whip out of, right? But if you're talking about like the elements on a Yagi, we definitely use aluminum for its lightweight nature. We use it on those uh, three-legged J-poles that a lot of companies use, including Signal Stick. They make one. Uh, so, yeah, aluminum is is totally antenna. Antenna friend, antenna good. So there, there's a, a quick one because... What are some well-known antennas that are made out of aluminum? I just told you two. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my co-host, Leia. <laughs> Staying up on... <laughs> the show topic at the moment. Did I really space on the antenna? Yeah, J metal J poles. Okay. Three legged J poles. Okay. And Yakis. There's two. No, but I mean, are there brands that make antenna, I, I, I aluminum? Said, I literally said signal stick. Signal stick is made out of aluminum. No, I said the three legged <laughs> J pole. Oh, that is that is the name of a an antenna. It's, that, it's that a is, J pole made of three vertical elements. I thought it was just something that people make, like a yagi. Like that's everybody's just making making yaggies, you know. Out here making yaggies. Yeah. You know, you know that yagi is the last name of a Japanese professor. That you had, or no? The guy who came up with it before World War Two. Oh, it's the antenna is named after that. Profile. That developed it, yeah. Okay. And it was actually a project that was conducted by a student of his whose last name is Uda. Hmm. So technically, the name of the antenna is the Yagi Uda antenna. Mm. But everybody just drops the Uda off and gives it to Yagi alone. Wow, that's so. offensive. That's offensive. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, our joke in ham radio is oftentimes there's always like a ham that gives you, you make a statement and they go, actually. And then there's like a correction. Yes. That is a perfect actually for when you're out in the out in the town and somebody makes a ham radio statement and they mention a yaggy without putting Uda on the back end. Mm -hmm. You're like, actually, it's a yaggy Uda antenna. Don't do this. I, I don't way. want I'm to just... see this anywhere. <laughs> when you're just out and about on the town, <laughs> you can you can correct people uh, for it being a yagi uda. Every time I happen upon somebody talking about a yagi, <laughs> indeed, indeed. And as a reminder for those listening, remember to join our weekly HRCC nets. Thursday net is hrcc.link. Yes, that's a URL. 
and it'll tell you all about our digital net that we have on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. PST, and our Friday HF net, which is coordinated on the hashtag HF-net on Discord, one of our chat rooms. It's a fun group of hams that all get on usually 40 meters for the net, although as the sun cycle changes a bit more, we may change that up a bit. So make sure to test that out. Test that out. Try that out. We'd love to have <laughs> have you join us on the air. Hey, Leia. Leia, yes. would you like to take a test? That's me. So you've been studying like just no, crazy. not at all. I haven't studied in weeks, so. So you just got to get sick again is what you're saying? <laughs> so we can get this test thing done? Possibly. I'm on question 33 of 35, though. So Oh, okay. We're going to get some results today. We are going to get results. Yeah. Okay. Whether they are good or bad. It's happening. Unclear. <laughs> yeah. But which of the following is an advantage of an electrolytic capacitor? Mm. A, tight tolerance. B, much less leakage than any other type. C, inexpensive RF capacitor, or D, high capacitance for given volume? Mm. Oh, I got it right. It's D, high capacitance for given volume. Hey. That was a fluke. Oh, not a study. Mm -mm. I can kind of tell sometimes when you yourself are shocked by the question when you're reading it. <laughs> like, who would have saw anything like this coming? <laughs> How does antenna height affect the horizontal azimuthal radiation pattern mm. of a horizontal dipole HF antenna? Good question. A, if the antenna is too high, the pattern becomes unpredictable. <laughs> B, if the antenna is less than one half wav wavelength, the azimuthal pattern is almost omnidirectional. C, antenna height has no effect on the pattern. D, if the antenna is less than a half wavelength high, radiation off the ends of the wire are eliminated. Mm. I got it right. B, if the Good. antenna is less than a half wavelength high, the azimuthal pattern is omnidirectional. Very good. And depending on if you get very low frequency, you can actually make it so that the radiation is mostly vertical if it's very close to the ground. And that comes down as like a close range antenna, 400 miles or so. All right. The last question reads, what does MUF stand for? Oh. A, minimum usable frequency for communications between two points. Mm -hmm. B, the minimum usable frequencies during a 24-hour period, C, the maximum usable frequency for communications between two points, D, the maximum usable frequency during a 24-hour period. And the answer is C, yes. the maximum usable frequency for communications between two points. I failed. <gasps> 21 out of 35. You need what? 26 correct answers to pass oh, the test oh man you were that's the closest you've ever been closest i've ever been yeah and it didn't take you that much studying it didn't think fact. about it yeah i mean think about it i i'm pretty sure i've studied less than two hours no way yeah 
Wow. That's a pretty good... In addition thing. to this, uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Chopped liver? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much of this you're retaining is my always my, my joke about this. I, I, I did an interview on a YouTube channel called Ham Radio Basics. Oh. They were the one that sent us the the t-shirts and other Oh, yeah. Bags. Thank you guys so much. And he's like he's like your your wife is licensed, right? I'm like, "Yeah, she's a technician." He's like, "Hey, how'd you do it, man?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, it's it's simple." <laughs> I started a podcast with her. We've got over 100 episodes now every week and I and I and I tricked her into taking practice tests as part of the <laughs> podcasting. And there was a couple of the Ham Radio Crash Course listeners in the chat, and they all just started laughing. <laughs> Nathan was in there. He's like, start a podcast. <laughs> so that's the trick, guys. That's it. That's all there is the to hot it. Tip. That's the hot tip. And that works for ladies, too. <laughs> trick your husband into getting a license by starting a podcast. It it could be about anything. You just need to make them take the license test at some part in the podcast. <laughs> Could be about, and this is our true crime podcast. Yes. <laughs> and we'll tell you what he did with the body right after Tim <laughs> takes the ham radio <laughs> practice exam. What does this have to do with murders? We don't know. <laughs> well, that we got some real esoteric crimes that we're going to talk about. Where the 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 victims and the perpetrator were were meeting meeting each other on ham radio. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say where the victim tried to blink out messages using Morse code. <laughs> right. Well, that, hey, that's enough. See, there's all kinds of ways you can go with this. <laughs> it, it works on at so many levels. Hey, if you'd like to study along with Leah, you heard it from her. Only a couple hours on hamstudy.org brought her results up by what? Like six points, I think. Oh, or like more. Ten. ten points. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a big improvement. And that's only a couple of hours. And that's for your general. Just yeah. think for those of you that are starting out, you can knock your, te your technician out like no problem. Oh, like aside from the podcast, I think I studied for the tech exam for less than three hours. Really? Yes. Wow. You do retain tests info very well. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But if it's all you, that years of uh, yeah. magnet schooling, <laughs> Mag see that's what it is. They magnetize your brain. <laughs> no, I was I was taught to be a magnet. <laughs> I know how they work. What, when I did, <laughs> I was I became played became a magnet. <laughs> I I played miracles from the ICP on repeat for two weeks straight until I knew what a magnet was. Because I had become the magnet. I have a joke for you, by the way, since we're we're doing punny things. Okay. That really wasn't a pun. That was just a, a big, dumb throwback to one of the yeah. dumbest songs that I've heard. So, you know, I, I tell a lot of dad jokes. You do, yes. Yes. Puns in uh, particular are your jam. And I, I recently realized mm -hmm. I'm not even a dad. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm a faux pas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now would be a good time to shout out the HRCC podcast channel on our Discord. The link for the Discord is in the show notes. 
why don't you join the Discord and tell Leia what you thought of that joke in particular? Because I'm sure we'd love to hear it. I'm. If we could just simultaneously have all the listeners start the podcast at the same time, the groan would be loud enough to break loose the San Andreas Fault and send California into the Pacific Ocean. You're going to laugh. I don't like puns that much. I love I'm clever. laughing because you're... It's clever. It it's is, clever. It's, it's clever. Yeah. Did you come up with that? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> I know. And now I'm emptying my pocket. You should you should use that more often. <laughs> One of my favorite ones is still like the uh, I'm a little horse. <laughs> the... A, a tiny horse comes to yeah. the door. Uh-huh. I'm a little horse is the, uh-huh. the punchline. I don't remember the buildup, but that's uh-huh. one of my favorites. Isn't that just a pony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A pony comes to the door and asks for a glass of warm water. And you say, why? Because I'm a little horse. <laughs> Something like that. It works itself out yes, if you think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not yeah, that hard. Yeah. Not not as sophisticated Killed as the one you... Killed him. Damn near <laughs> Wow. You... <laughs> You ruined, you ruined Wait. the punchline with no joke. That is the that is the punchline that has no joke. Oh, wrecked, wrecked him. him, damn near killed him. You said killed him, damn near killed him. What is happening? Oh man, that's like um, one of my one of my all time favorite movies, Manos, The Hands of Fate, which if anyone knows Spanish. Manos is hands. <laughs> yes. So the movie translate to hands, the hands of fate. Yes. Very good. It's a real Seven Testaments moment we had there. <laughs> but if you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org. And if you prefer the print media, a lot of people still do. I myself enjoy a book. Or two. Just one. Okay. <laughs> Go check out the Gordon West radio prep books that are on Amazon. We have links to all of that in the show notes, as well as our favorite audio format test prep, which is the Fast Track series. You can get that on Audible, which is basically Amazon. And if you take our link, you can get a book for free, and that could be your next license right there for free. And hey, I got another shout out, another way to learn. Oh. And it goes... Like peas and carrots. Yeah. Chocolate and peanut butter with hamstudy.org. Like ham and cheese. Like ham and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like steam and hams. Okay. Steamed hams. Oh. The new HRCC technician license prep videos. Oh my God. Is I, that series done? I finished it. All of it? I fin- I edited it and I finished it. It's done. I've got one more and video that's to drop. free. That's free, and it works in conjunction with hamstudy.org. So you take the practice exams on hamstudy. It tells you the sub-elements you're bad at, and then, then you, you go, go watch my and then videos. Your video goes sub-element activate. That's and then <laughs> where is that? I don't think I have that anymore. I took it off the. Uh, we weren't using it enough. Oh no, no, there it is. Sub-element activate. I found it. <laughs> 
So you can use my videos to help flesh out some of the material of hamstudy.org nice. so that you can improve yourself. It's multi-sensory now. That we've got <laughs> it's multimedia is what it is now, which is I guess it's ham not multi-sensory. Radio. You'd have to be able to like stick your hand in something. We're in the fourth to... dimension now. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. We would appreciate it. And hey, We'd also appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do like that. That would be great. For the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leia at hamtactical.com. You like that too. That's right. Leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. We're going to add another thing to that. Hold everyone hostage that's in your vehicle and make them listen to the podcast. <laughs> Don't know what to call that yet. Everyone says that's already been done. <laughs> that is true. People are doing that. Families are being subjected to it for no reason. Um, so, hey, thank you, everybody, who's already on board with this concept. They're halfway to hams already. Of a, of a light misdemeanor. <laughs> but sadly, no review. No review today. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. Don't know what to do about it other than to just say... Are you ready? Oof. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. It's time. Prepare us, Leia, for what may come. The end of TikTok. This, <laughs> this week. All the YouTube's getting hacked. I think something else happened, too. Yeah. I know lots of things have happened, but can't wait to see what this is this week. We're, we're actually just going to have a nice laugher this week. Oh, great. From r slash preppers. <laughs> we're back in the, the sauce. <clears throat> This is from user Flurb789. Oh, that's Ferb. Never mind. My wife randomly asked me to build bug out bags. Where do I start? I'm excited. I've lurked on here for a while. But randomly today, my wife says, I'd like us to have an emergency kit and backpacks, aka bug out bag. Okay. Where do I start? I don't want to go overboard, but I want to do it right. We are married, no kids, and a dog living in suburban southern USA. Excited to see where this goes. Oh, oh boy. And this is the answers we're going to go through? Yes. Oh, good. This is, this, okay. Yes. I'm excited. The first comment out the gate. Who is this wife and why is she so awesome? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> somebody else says, one day my wife randomly bought a... Uh, Lot of rope and a hatchet to keep in the car at all times. <laughs> this doesn't. I this can't. Doesn't even... sound necessarily preparedness related. <laughs> to, to do a crime. <laughs> to do crime, maybe. It, it seems like she might have just been waiting for you to drive to the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Eva. You checked out that uh, dark alley in a while, <laughs> or that vacant lot. Look, somebody already dug a somebody dug a weird hole. 
about let's go let's go look at it that's, that's funny it's about as long as you are tall <laughs> you should get in it just see it looks just cozy see. it looks cozy <laughs> oh got dirt in your eye <laughs> from there it escalated into morphing the garage into emergency food storage. I I don't know how that went from that to that. <laughs> I mean, because really, I think the next thing would be chloroform. <laughs> hey, does this smell like chloroform to you? That's also one of my favorite jokes. Just to do that randomly to people. Like, just take a rag with nothing on it. And like, hey, does this smell like chloroform to you? And then shove it in their face really fast. Don't do it from behind or anything. Like, just come right at them. Because then they're caught listening to you. And then all of a sudden, something's going way fast to their face. It's both an audio gag and a physical gag. You're not doing that at work, right? Mm-mm. Okay. I did something wild at work today. I'll, I'll tell you about it after. Recently, she wanted to go to the gun range. Whoa. For a date and inquired about buying a CZ for Carrie. <laughs> CZ is not even really a pocketable gun. This, this feels like. Do they? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm out of touch a little bit on CZ. Uh, I guess they. Have. Am I reading this the wrong way? <laughs> you might be. Please, oh, I can. Have... I can only love someone so much. It's beginning to hurt. <laughs> Seriously, that's a little wild. Let's get started preparing <laughs> ropes. That's that's the entire kit. Ooh. I have like four guns, but she's really the prepper in this relationship. I'm not... <laughs> the weird thing is nobody responds to this guy. <laughs> he leaves this comment. Uh huh. Oh, that's like one. That's the first. No, comment? no, no, no. It's a, it's a response to OP. Okay. The only thing I've done is buy life straws and a water filter when the economy was better. <laughs> Please stop buying life straws, everybody. Please stop. <laughs> reading this and i am like i i am disturbed i but i do uh, want to talk about the the go bag after i think because we got to add a little bit of context or a little bit of value to this because it's funny but like i okay mm -hmm. so somebody else recommends to tell her what she would pack if she had to go to the hospital and stay unexpectedly for three to five days that that's a good place to start. I completely disagree. I do too. Because you are now leaving any medical care off the table. You're leaving food and water off the table. Because they have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're going to probably one of the most prepared places ever. <laughs> that's bad advice. No, no, no. Don't save the hospital food. I've got this 1,500 calorie compressed log of wheat. <laughs> and I'm going to subsist on for the weekend. And then somebody recommends an extra pair of underwear and socks. And, and I had it. to do like, a well, wait, I'm not done. 
Mm-hmm. I just kind of had to do a double take that this is the only thing that was suggested from this person, okay? Mm-hmm. An extra pair of underwear and socks, a bandana, some toilet paper. Those are all valid things. Okay. Yeah. A small first aid kit, that's fine. A mm-hmm. folded trash bag, pocket mm-hmm. knife, and a small flashlight is what I would start with. Yeah. Everything else depends on where you're bugging towards. Why is there no food and water in the bug out bag? I, and yeah. I, I like to play a game with these r slash prepper posts mm-hmm. to see how long it takes for somebody to mention ham radio. <laughs> Where, when when you know did the Baofeng show up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then somebody says, honestly, I'd start by going to REI. That's not bad advice. It's expensive gear. Yeah. And it's likely, it's it's probably simultaneously more expensive, but also less weight. Which, depending sure. on what your goal is in a go bag, you you might want to consider lighter weight items instead of just full army surplus. Here's the rest of the uh, the suggestion: find an old guy. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> go to REI. Find an old guy. <laughs> That's like going to Home Depot. <laughs> find the guy who looks like he's actually used a hammer. <laughs> And tell him you and your wife want to get into backpacking. Then listen and take notes. Bug out and backpacking have very similar equipment lists. That is that is not a bad one. Not bad, but there's, I would say, some subtle differences, and it depends on where you live. And this is his high-level list. Tent, sleeping pad with enough insulation, sleeping bag with enough insulation, a mess kit, a poop kit, Rain gear, cold weather gear, synthetic clothes, including socks, water for storage and filtration, mm-hmm. uh, food and fuel. That's it. There's nothing really wrong with that. That's actually. Uh, yeah, I think that was, that was really good advice and it wasn't even really upvoted very much. The thing that I always say with like a go bag is a go bag is generally something you're going to throw on your back and go to somewhere. If the answer is I'm going to go in a woods and like live, then that's a different setup of I'm going to go from my car and try to get home. Right. Or I'm going to go from my home into a suburb mm-hmm. because I may not need a a hatchet and rope if I'm going into the suburbs. I'm not entirely sure that that's what the wife was buying it for. I don't know that she's the prepper in the group. You see what I'm going? The the tool set is different. Yeah. Right? You might be better off with like a crowbar if you're going into a suburban environment Mm. or an urban, you know, environment because you may need to get into a building. Mm. Right? A hatchet. What if you're going to a bourbon environment? A bourbon environment? Yeah. (laughs) Hatchets back in. How are you going to open them barrels? Um, and somebody mentions that first consider why uh, why you would need to bug out and be realistic and good. where you're bugging out to the be realistic is the part that everybody ignores it's like <laughs> the underpants gnome game first we acquire underpants right. step two step three profit <laughs> it, it like you, you got to know why you're doing the thing you're doing i advise that if you make a go bag and like it, one of them lives in your car, a lot of people end up putting them in, in their car if they if they travel a lot, that next to that go bag should be a bag or box that has tools that you know how to use to protect, particularly fix your car oh. so you get it back on the road. 
because driving anywhere is much better than walking. So your anywhere. car needs its own bug out bag. Well, you the car is it's already <laughs> bugging out constantly, day in and day out. If you're in the car, it's it's bugging out. That's what it does. That's its entire purpose. It it just so has a, a goal. You have a first aid kit for your car. Yeah, it's called tools and yeah, things yeah. <laughs> that you do with with vehicle. Uh, some people go so the off road guys and the overland guys are really really good at this because they'll have extraction tools like come alongs and tow rope that is uh, capable of pulling the the weight of a vehicle. Right. We should have the kids make their own bug out bags. I think that'd be really fun. It'd be filled with Pokemon cards, but it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's just all psychological items, or comfort <laughs> items, as we call it. The the com- I always it always cracked me up. Like uh, the Boy Scouts always would do this. There'd be like all the ten essentials, and then like a deck of cards, or a harmonica. And I'm like, you're gonna tell a scout, you're gonna tell all the scouts to pack a harmonica as their comfort item a bunch of kids who've never played the harmonica in their entire life then you get to the campsite all these kids start breaking out harmonicas I'm gonna make, and it's chaos i'm gonna make ben's den pack bug out bags that'd be fun for the um for the we we have this den meeting that we're planning that's like three different things that they have to achieve Oh my god. We're doing it all at Seal Beach. So one is fishing for We're going to do fishing something, the fishing loop. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with all those kids and fishing rods. Am I the only one that's going to know how to fish? Are other people fishers? Uh, we could probably invite Chris. Oh yeah, Chris. Yeah. That kid is the best. I know. He's so He's excited like... to show everyone how to do things. Yeah. You know what? My friend that I used to fish with is Chris. Oh, that's another Chris that loves fishing. Chris's. Yeah. Am I right? My mom. She fishing. loves fishing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's it with Chris's? Let's, let's have all of the Chris's come out so then <laughs> we can tell the scouts if you need help with your line. Find a Chris. Ask Chris. <laughs> Which Chris? Any Chris. Just, Any Chris. Just help Chris. <laughs> I need an, I need. A fisher. I need a Chris. I need a Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have to um, have them set up a tent. So they're going to do that on the sand at Seal Beach. Okay. And then I think I'm just going to have them all pack bug out bags for that. And then they can show us what they put in their bug out bags. Like they would have it pre-packed before they got there? Yep. Nice. That'd yeah. be fun. That's and then they'll fun. have all their comfort items at the uh, at the beach. <laughs> I, I will I will give a, a a go back on the whole bug out thing. Like if you can get your vehicle out with you, you're gonna have a better time, right? In general, you're gonna have a great time. No, <laughs> no, better. Still bad, just better. It's a better bad. It's it's just gonna be like a road trip. No. You know, you can no no. Even if you drive a sedan, it's like a vacation from civilization. <laughs> You know how you kept telling yourself you wanted to unplug for the weekend? What if that's the rest of your life? Endless summer. Oh, my God. So, I, yeah, you killed me on that one. So, figure out where the toe points are. Like, every bumper has, like, a little door on it 
and like what? yeah yeah like every sedan bumper has like a little door oh you yeah, pop it yeah. open there's i like always a wondered what hole. that was so that screw hole accepts a, a an eye bolt basically mm. that's usually in the trunk of your car very few people actually look into this stuff you can screw that in i think i threw that out <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of people do that too. It's like, what's why this they, bolt? Why did they give me extra parts? <laughs> is shouldn't what is they this, have, IKEA? Shouldn't they have like put all the parts in the car that I bought? You know, Lego does that now too. When you buy a kit, I've noticed it always that. has some extra parts, and it's like. Did you think that these would be the most commonly lost parts? Or <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Like, why that part? Yeah, <laughs> the little square. Single dot is the yeah. thing you lose. You don't lose like a whole like six bar yeah. dot. Like who's losing that? And I'm like, did I build this wrong? You know, what is this the 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 battering ram on the thing <laughs> that I missed? Very frustrating. Uh, I I love the concept of bug out bags. Obviously, ham radio fits into all this stuff, or or just radio in general. If you're a radio um, advocate or user of of radio. There, there are so many cool things that you can add to a, a bag that that really won't add to its weight. The only thing I would uh, remind everyone is if you take a bag and you put it in your trunk and you leave it alone for months, that battery is probably dead. Yes. In that radio. So figure out some kind of way that you can recharge it, which is oftentimes why – I'm not a big advocate of the Baofeng as a bug out radio unless you've got the extended battery that has the coaxial plug that will recharge the the battery. You got to consider that when you think about some of this stuff because otherwise it's like, well, I got a Baofeng, it's dead. Well, that's good, I guess. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Lady, you made a funny face. Are you uh Oh. <laughs> no, it's a... Somebody suggested, for the love of God, if you are uh, sexually active and fertile, uh, something what? about a contraceptive. Why did and I'm like what? That's going into why did we need bag? so much detail? Just say, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why we needed to these, say these people went down a path that I didn't expect. That's. Uh, I, I'm scrolling and I'm still not seeing anything about ham radio. That's it. I'm into the end. Okay. Nothing about ham radio. All right. Well, Leia, thanks as always for finding the the hidden gems <laughs> on the internet to bring us a a light topic of discussion. So the show topic. All right. Today so today's is discussion for today is go on to the show. Right. The, show topic today is. The, the topic of today's show is gentlemen. Let's get down to business. So we mentioned Baofangs, bug out bags, all that stuff. And and I think it's a good time to remind people, particularly those that are starting out in ham radio, why even buy an HT? Why buy a handheld radio? Why not go full mobile radio? Oh. And I would like to give you some arguments as to why. Now, at no point is this supposed to be a slam against HTs. HTs are a lot of fun. They're the starting point for many people they continue to be so this isn't to sway people i guess against the ht although that's kind of how i started out mainly joking tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff but to give them um i guess some kind of food for thought in that hey you should also probably consider a mobile here's a lot of reasons why in almost all situations a mobile radio is going to be more effective in getting your signal out 
And it's just a, if you're just looking at the radio, we're not even talking antenna yet. You're talking about 50 watts versus 5 watts in a handheld. A 50 watt mobile radio is going to do a lot better to get your signal out. If you're involved in NCOM, like Racy's or Aries, you're likely going to have some kind of portable mobile radio if you are doing any kind of distance. It's not that you can't be effective with a handheld, but the mobile radio is going to be consistent. And consistency, particularly in an emergency situation, is really, really good. Obviously, mobile radios can go into a car very easily. I've shown you how to do it in both a tiny car like a Nissan Leaf and the full-size F-150. It, it's not difficult. Every thing I showed you is the same general practice for pretty much all vehicles. So there's one thing. Mobile re radios require external antennas, which perform better in every situation. A handheld antenna that mounts to the handheld is, is not a good performer. There are exceptions, and you know I've found them in my research going to the park and doing those tests that we do. There are a lot of good handheld antennas out there, but they're definitely not the ones that like you're always going to have connected to the radio when you're running around doing you know whatever you do. Mobile antennas in particular, the ones that go in your vehicle, are much better performers than those that you would just carry on the radio or on an HT, if you catch my drift. Better speakers in in general. The audio quality of mobile radios, even the ones that like you bury under your seat and you just have that volume cranked up, is going to sound better and be more usable in more situations than an HT. Often much easier to interface to things like external speakers or data ports, antennas, which we already mentioned. There is all kinds of, well, not all kinds, but there are a couple of good options that exist on the market for mounting mobile radios into your pack. That does add, it does add space. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. And you definitely have to bring batteries and all that other stuff across or along with you. But the mobile radio is always just going to outperform the HT. So if performance is one of the more important things here, then you should consider a mobile radio. Okay. Many mobile radios are full duplex. A full duplex radio is a radio where you can transmit and simultaneously receive on the opposite band of that radio. There are few handhelds that exist on the market today that do full duplex, but many mobile radios do full duplex. Case in point, a really, really good one is the ICOM 2730, which I would recommend you put in a car, put in your shack as just the, you know, kind of a base station VHF, UHF, FM radio. They're inexpensive. And as we saw in Huntsville last year, we got a great demonstration of how that radio functions as a full duplex radio for doing satellite communication. It was awesome. I absolutely love that video. It I uploaded it on my channel. You can go check that out if you want to. Most are easy to backpack and portable, easy in the sense that you do got to do a little work, but if you think about it, it's not that difficult. And at the end of the day, taking a laptop and having some kind of audio interface that can simultaneously PTT the mobile radio and have audio out to the radio and receive audio in from the radio to the laptop kind of removes all the 
issues that you would have to do things like APRS if you wanted to go with a cheaper radio. So there's lots of good reasons to think about a mobile. If you are outside of an area like here in Southern California where there are lots of repeaters, repeaters all over the place, then you, you might want to think about a mobile radio being your first radio potentially, particularly if you've got a long haul to get to a repeater. If you've got 40, 50, 60 plus miles that you got to traverse, maybe with trees in between, a mobile radio with an external antenna that's jacked up higher is going to make it, whereas an HT will likely not. And if you want to be active on the radio, that's likely the way you're going to have to go. So there you go, Leah. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of like if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. You got to get with my mobile. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You nailed it. There has been way too much Spice Girls playing in this house. <laughs> the kids are playing it. You're playing it. They're singing it. I'm glad that I have the active noise canceling on so many of my <laughs> ear hold devices. So thank you for that. You're, you're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. There are three buildings now on the compound, the, the podcast compound that we're recording from. The first on the left is the physical mail depot. Unfortunately, I have been so slammed at work, and actually I should go back and mention that story I was going to say. Uh, we had a huge... So I've been going through this just absolute nightmare issue. A, a boondoggle is a quagmire is what I referenced. I, I called it a quagmire um, earlier. That's not the point of this. But anyway, I've been just so busy trying to deal with this new process that we have. But there was a, an event going on. And uh, there was a <laughs> there was an engineer that I met at work. But it turned out that I had met him before. Oh, he and his buddies just randomly showed up in our campsite at Thomas Mountain. What? Yeah. So these two guys, and I think they're... You ran into one of your coworkers? Just, I'll, I'll explain. We're all playing radio. I've got the, the buddy hex up. All these antennas are everywhere. And these guys show up with their girlfriends or whatever. And they're like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing? And it's all like off-roaders that, that, like, that are out there, right? We're in our off-road sure. vehicles there. And, and we're like, oh, you know, we're... we're we rode out here, you know, we climbed up here and now we set up our radios and, you know, we're, we're playing ham radio. And I think at the time somebody was making some kind of DX contact or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, you're talking to the person in that country. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And, you know, they hung out for probably like 30 minutes asking questions, all that stuff. And they, you know, took off. They're like, hey, if you know, if you want to go, because I think they had a, uh, they had a trailer, mm. like an off-road trailer. Mm -hmm. And they were um, mentioning it. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, we pull it behind the Jeep, blah, 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 or the Tacoma or whatever. Like, yeah, come down, check it out if you want to, if you've got time later. So we wrap up. I go to work on Monday. The dude passes, one of the guys just passes me in the hall. Never met the guy before until that time. That's And so we both weird. pointed at each other like, dude, were, we were just- Were you on a mountain? We just talked, right? Was, did that just happen? Did that happen? <laughs> so that was really cool. And he, he works in the same building I do. Like That's so weird. Right by me. So I saw him- and he was trying to get into this kitchenette area that's normally locked. 
And he's why got do a, they lock the kitchenette? Because there's like drinks and stuff in there that the OAs don't want people to just raid because engineers will just do that. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, I, I got to go get some water for, you know, I got sent to go get this water, but I don't I can't I don't have the key to get in mm-hmm. here. And he's got the cart and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you. Hold on. So I have a series. I, I have tools that I mm-hmm. keep. One of those tools is a, a mini Slim Jim <laughs> that I keep in the office. I don't know why I pack it with me all the time. And I'm like, hey, have you ever seen this trick before? And I, I jimmy the lock open. And he's like, whoa. He's like, you, you carry that on you? And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, just this little thing. It's like a, it's like a tiny ruler looking thing, right? Uh-huh. And at the time I'm doing that, one of the like more senior managers walks up. You're B&Eing the kitchenette. I'm B&Eing the kitchenette. <laughs> She's like, what do you do it? And I look at it. I'm like, don't worry about it. She's like, I love that. And I I slide the door open. She sees me like, you know, Jimmy in the door mm-hmm. with my hand. And uh, I slide it open. She's like, I love that. She's like, you just you can do this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I, I did right now. I don't know if I can, like if I'm allowed to. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she's like, that's so cool. And it was just to get like a couple of cases of water. Right? Uh-huh. But I, I am uh, I'm constantly surprised when I have had to deploy like a Slim Jim and lock picks in the office environment. <laughs> It is it is far more often than one would expect. And I, I never mention it to anybody, obviously. But <laughs> for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. <laughs> but it, it's weird how many times it's come up just on like, you know <laughs> like on your performance reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's what's holding me back. Uh <laughs> You know, there was that there's that one guy who gets handsy with, you know, the, the secretary <laughs> at the Christmas party. What's what what's the deal with Josh? Oh, uh, he keeps uh, illegally breaking <laughs> into things for no reason in the office. Like, I mean, like, could you stop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can at this point. I get such a I get such a rush out of it. I don't even take anything. <laughs> I just do it to slightly adjust Brenda's knickknacks. <laughs> Drives her crazy. Um, so anyway, that's why I haven't been able to stop at the post office. Is because you're being because I'm constantly <laughs> breaking into things. No, but, because work's just been too crazy. But I, I will go to the PO box. Thank you if anybody said anything. I think there's actually a couple of things that I'm. They're probably going to be pissed when I show up. Like, where have you been? And you're like, well, I tried to be in Ian here. Turns out it's a federal crime. <laughs> I got in trouble. I got a bit of an oopsie. <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> I, I broke out of my jail. They didn't learn. Minimum security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we, we'll catch up with that next week. Thank you, everybody. If you send something and I haven't talked about it, I We're apologize. We're very sorry. I'm going to apologize. Uh, and to then to the right, the next outbuilding is the email or the voicemail annex. Yes. Leah, how, how would one go about voicemailing us? Well, you can call 562-334-2389. And when you do that, it's like you speaking your email to us. And we really like that. So let's go for it, Leah. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh and Leia. It's Don, or RF, uh, the RF Field Texas hey, Cellular Don. Correspondent. 
So, Leah, I think what Josh was trying to say uh, in the podcast was that... Yes, please, Don. Please mansplain it for me. We <laughs> need to have more people like my job function where if they would allow me, I could troubleshoot everything on a cell site from the component level through the fibers, the RF jumpers, the RF connectors, the antenna ports, uh, even the insides of the antenna, which I can't do because that's up on the tower and they won't let me climb. But I believe that's what Josh is trying to get at. We need more people that have that knowledge that can work on our ham radio stuff the same way, all the way down to the component level. Uh, and for that, he's right. We would need an O-scope. We would need um, the, uh, the, the, the sweet gear, the, the, not just the nano DNA or the tiny SA, but even out to the Anoritsu uh, or the obvious JDSU, pick your, pick your poison on that one, mm-hmm. to do all the troubleshooting to include the connectors and everything. Um, I think that's what Josh was trying to get at as far as being a technician. Yeah. That is what my technical title is, is wireless technician. Um, hope that helps. But I throw, throw in my uh, two cents there, uh, 73. It's all next time. Thanks, Don. Hey, if you're just going to call in to tell me that Josh is right, I'm just not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank so you, Don. What Don's that is trying helpful. to say is, is that we need more people like Don. <laughs> Don is trying to talk about growing the Don army. The Don army. Okay, we got too many Dons. Right. You got to. So I'm the first kidding. part in uh, joining the Don army is you got to change your name to Don. That's it. Then mm-hmm. you have to be extremely technically capable. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can keep the name. Yes. The yeah. Dawn Army will come back around. They, it's, they'll slowly it is strip a, it is the letters self, off the name. It is a self-policing army. Yeah. Like Nobody wants to be Doe. Yeah. Or on. <laughs> or duh. Mm, or and rem- remember what we're talking about here. There's like... <laughs> Mm. oh just take the o out there's like three paths here right there's the the radio operator right which that's like take the the radio out of the bag put it on the shelf and connect it and use it right we need that you got to be able to do that but then there's the troubleshooting the thing what's the problem with the thing make the thing work even when everything's working you gotta all assemble it and put it together correctly and know what you're doing and then there's the actual building aspect and growing that knowledge area, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all equally important from my point of view. Yeah. And some of them get more airtime, if you will, than the others. And I think Don was, you know, that was what he was mentioning. Right. Well, Don's back again Uh-oh. with another voicemail. Hey, Josh and Leah, this is Don, the RF field tech. Uh, back again. Uh, say the correspondent calling back in. Thank you. Um, Leah, I think I have the answer for you. Oh, uh, and love it. Josh answers. is semi right on this. Oh. If and when I can get my CFO to release, I'm going to semi play this one. What I would do is I would put <laughs> the, the patch in the center, the HRCT patch in the Absolutely. center. Absolutely. Then for me, since I'm a general, I would put the technician up above the patch, okay. the general underneath, and okay. then any other whatever ones underneath that. Well, how do you do soda, extra? appliance operator, whatever. And then when I upgrade the extra, I would move the general up above. I mean, I know that they'd be, uh, I don't know how I'd do that unless it was printed differently. 
Don't just create a three skis. That's probably the way to go. Is the, the old one up above, and then the, the most current one underneath. And yes, uh, since I was military, that's probably what I would end. Actually, what I would probably end up doing is putting all three of them underneath, and then anything yeah. after that because yeah. hey, I, I'm I'm not right in the head anyway. Uh, just as a, a thought, maybe uh, maybe instead of having the having just the one rocker that would go underneath. Have one that goes up above as well. Absolutely. Uh, hope that helps. Might make it worse. Maybe. But, hey, it, it did. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> 73. Thanks for the brainstorming, Don. We're I, still, I appreciate we're still the thoughts. Thinking about I appreciate it. the thoughts. Remember, the bottom of the patch is not round. It's mostly round, but it has two little cutouts angle cutouts for the words that slip below the round. Yes. And so it's if, like it already has a rocker. <laughs> okay. And if you if you put a, a a first rocker underneath it, it has to be cut, notched, if you will, to nestle appropriately yes. underneath the bottom the of the patch. The nestling is the issue. And so if you make a, a nestled patch, you make one for each, technician, mm-hmm. general, extra, you're done. But if you do it Leia's way, you'd have a notched technician, then a general, which mm-hmm. is fully round, and then an extra that's fully round. Mm-hmm. Now, if you add Dawn's three skews to the mix, mm-hmm. you'd have to do the same thing, fully round rocker, but flipped, meaning the typeface also needs to be rotated. Yeah, we can't do that. That's too many skews. I mean, I love the uh, individuality that this opens up for mm-hmm. so many people, mm-hmm. but but the truth... Again, you can't, you can't side cut, side, shortcut your way to an extra. You have to have been a technician and a general. So you just have one of each with the notches and you're done. You're done. I got to focus on You could make them the, different uh... colors. You could make them different. So they're visibly, visibly different. They start out green yeah. and then it goes like a little bit more gold. And then it's like fully gold when you get to extra. Like an ombre. No, you have the one and everybody knows you're an extra from a while away because it's like, oh, that's the fully gold rocker. That's an extra. I'm just going to focus on finishing the design on the camp out T-shirt. Yeah, that that needs to get done. That needs to be. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. One thing at a time. Everybody going to the camp out appreciates that. Yeah. (laughs) They appreciate it more than I do, hopefully. Or will, I guess. Depends on how good of a job you do, I guess. I went to Josh's camp out and all I got was this dumb t-shirt. Oh, that's an excellent. That's an excellent dude. Done. Oh, we're done. Okay. Designed. Hope everybody's surprised. I think I'll throw a goat and a peacock on it. <laughs> It'll be good. We'll just rip off the NBC logo. Throw that on there. <laughs> all right. On to what is the next and last voicemail. Oh, okay. It's going to be a light podcast, guys. Hello. This is Kilo One, Mike Alpha Zulu, Nathan in Southern Rock. Hey, Nathan. I don't know if I can take it any longer just being a general. I got to upgrade. I got to upgrade to extra, the pinnacle of the ham radio experience, the privileges. I need to do it. Please. I need to do it. Please. So I decided to do it. Good. So I'm going to nice. do it. And uh, see if you can understand what I'm saying. You can ring that bell, bell, bell. Ring that bell, ring the bell. Okay, now I'm going to pause to let you ring it. Wait, you got it? 
Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic, Congratulations. Nathan. That's amazing, man. Good for you. Congratulations on that. Okay. Now, so. Um, Nathan interrupted me. Stop spreading <laughs> the news. I'm an extra today. Oh, this is amazing. I tested with the growl team. Extra today. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, this is a Kilo One Mike Alzulu saying 73 extra in Southern Vermont. I love it. Arewame, peeps. He he took that right. extra by April seriously. He did. A lot of people are, which is awesome. And and again, I didn't come up with this idea. I just think it's a good idea. Um, you know the best part about getting extra is you never have to worry about doing that again. Okay. So there you go. There's your your motivation. You don't have to worry about what frequency you're on, so long as you're not like out of band or anything. But um, yeah, you, once you're extra, you're good. Life life is great. And then you can lord it over all the other hands. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like yes uh yes make it big make it obnoxious that that is always such a wild like i'm not gonna say the extra was easy i won't pretend to you that it is it's it's quite a jump up from general for for some folks but the the people who like lord it over others like well i'm i'm an extra like well yeah i mean it's a it's a multiple choice test like <laughs> All right. Nice. I mean, like, kudos to you. That's great. But it's like, I, if you lead, if, if that's the foot you lead on, it's like, all right, all right, here we go. <laughs> I know guys who do that. They'll, like, lead off with amateur extra. Hello, my name is. Uh, I mean, I. No call, them... no name, just call sign. Hello, my name is, then give you the call sign. I have to give it to them though because the extra is not an easy test it's it's not it's not no question but if you lead off with that it's like okay i know what no, i know sometimes you gotta you gotta be proud of your accomplishments you know i and i i tell them like that's awesome good for you and then i'm like me too <laughs> what now let's have an extra off what now <laughs> i believe we are at an impasse you said, <laughs> and you said you'd never have to take the test again but that should be <laughs> When two extras collide, mm -hmm. only the extra that can answer the most questions correctly <laughs> reigns like, supreme. You see, see my my name tag that I'm wearing right now has my name and my call sign. <laughs> it says extra. You saw it. What's it say under that? Volunteer examiner. Oh yeah. Oh man. See, that's somebody who can take the moral high ground. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, I don't know why, like, every time the discussion of, like, all the rockers, like, just continually adding rockers, yeah. right? Have you ever seen the, um, the North I, Korean I think generals? it would be the best thing if you just had the most insane. <laughs> like, see, but people that's... don't even have that much Velcro, like, the, the loop side of the hook and loop to put them on. Man. But, okay, this is the joke, though. Have you ever seen the North Korean generals? Uh, Their uniforms? Uh... I don't think so. Some of them have been at this whatever game they're playing, and their their <laughs> medals are like huge. They're like teacup saucers. <laughs> they're size. just like <laughs> their medals are hitting against each other as they. Well, walk. this is this is where this is where we're going with this. So you know, like normally it's like the left side you put your medals on. Yeah, they have so many of these things that it's now like it's merged onto the right side. 
Okay. It's the entire front, and some of them are going down their pants legs. <laughs> well, they're not paying them in any sort of valuable like they're money. they're wearing their, so they're their, their monetary paid. value in gold. <laughs> they're just paid in metal. You can exchange one metal for two bottles of Crown Royal. As, as somebody who actually spends a good deal of time trying to, you know, I, I work with a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So we're always trying to figure out how do we <laughs> acknowledge people mm -hmm. and make them continue to feel motivated <laughs> to volunteer mm -hmm. when we can't give them money. <laughs> We literally had a 30-minute conversation about let, let, let me just trophies. <laughs> let, me, let me just interrupt you for a second. Yeah. I work for a major corporation, yes. and we, too, talk about this. <laughs> a for-profit organization. <laughs> we are a for-profit organization, and we also wonder how we could keep people motivated without paying <laughs> Little newsflash. Yeah, got the monopoly on you're this. Saying, you're saying not give them any more money? Yes. I'm saying giving them any money. <laughs> you see, I'm just, kidding, of it's course. It's a subtle I'm difference. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> All right. It's time. Okay. For reading the emails? Yeah. It's time to go up the tower? Yeah. The way you say it's time, I'm like... Oh, there's no emails? I gotta click the button already? I'm not ready for that. It's time to talk about tornadoes in California. Oh, my. <laughs> that was the other thing that happened. We had a, a we had real, a real tornado. tornado. And I said, I thought I paid California taxes so they would use whatever technology they have to stop the tornadoes from coming here. <laughs> And it it wasn't a I want a refund. It wasn't a big tornado, but it then took the roof. It it took the roof off of a factory. Yes. Or whatever that was, a warehouse, whatever. It was like, oh look at your new skylight. And <laughs> and that's like a thing, right? Like that's like sure. Did you need this? <laughs> but you got all and and Twitter, you can still look these these videos up on Twitter, right? They're all over Twitter. Literally people like live tweeting these updates. And you got a bunch of yahoos that are like standing in the parking lot as four foot long slabs of corrugated metal Look at are that. flying around <laughs> in a circle around this cyclone. And they're like, well, better film this instead of get the hell into shelter. What is going on? Like the video in include... their defense. They've never seen anything like a tornado but before. It, that's metal, my guy. Like, get get down. Get away. Run. Do something. That was used as a part, a structural part of a shelter. Yeah. That was things that hold weight. That was a load-bearing thing. Or it wasn't, but still. Oh, man. I saw that. And the videos are the best because it's not just like, a video looking at the thing there's yeah. like yahoos in front of the guy <laughs> taking a video and you're like man because everything has to go on tiktok and you know what now china knows we had a tornado in california and they made a ton of money off yeah. of it how no one knows and they didn't get any give any to the congress so <laughs> that's that's what i learned this week that's another funny thing is like do you know how much a lot of these congressional people make congressional the, the congress men and women 
they make a ton of money. And they and the first thing they're asked is like, well, how do I get how do I get some more money? Yeah. <laughs> I want some more money. You know, there's that Ronnie Chang joke about Chinese people, which he can make because he's Chinese. I mean, and it's like you technically can no, now nobody, say this joke. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese people love money. <laughs> right. We have a god of money. <laughs> it's like, Sun yeah, we want more money. Please give us more money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he gives us more money. <laughs> That, Just a god that doesn't care about macroeconomics or inflation. <laughs> if I give all these people more money, what will it do to the average cost of goods? Doesn't matter. Give me more money. Gold ingots. Gold ingots. And they're like the ones that look like little hats? Yeah. What, is that supposed to be a hat? What? A boat or something? No, oh, that's just the shape of gold. <laughs> I don't know. You've got bricks got, gotta respect the the, uh, <laughs> the ancient chinese for you know what would be great if we had a, a really heavy metal like gold and we made it into a shape that couldn't stack they stack those gold ingots they I do not so. stack those so. the ones that have the rounded dome top and the two protruding sides that go yeah, up how do you know that the bottoms don't the bottoms are flat no the bottoms are flat well I don't know. What so again, in my B and Eing. <laughs> All right. They call me the Office Man. <laughs> he stole like all of our really weird gold ingots, but he like uh, refilled all of our water dispensers. So that was nice. <laughs> Why are there gold ingots out at your office? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to tie in the like putting the five gallon <laughs> drum of water onto the the cooler do you guys still have those no but you know that, that like <laughs> there was a massive not an not a small amount of my engineer office dweller life where <laughs> i was not that guy that you were not that guy I, where i was the guy who was constantly putting it's because you drink the, a lot of water josh <laughs> i was <laughs> You're like, every time you Constantly. went to the dispenser, you're like, it's empty. I gotta, <laughs> one gotta for you, this. one for me. <laughs> I just carried it back to my office. Um, the, God, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing that's done, huh? Like, you haven't seen yeah, a sparklets bottle or arrowhead water or... Water filters at work. Were you, were you hip to the whole thing where they figured out that, like... So I, I was of the age where you had to, like, completely take off the lid. Yeah. Did you were you ever hip to the thing where they have like a protruding nipple in the bottom of the cooler? I mean, I never had. And to you fill would just those. you that's, would just that's jam, not a job for you me. You would just jam the five gallon bottle on top, and it had a hole in the cap that would pop it. No, so you wouldn't you wouldn't splash water anywhere. It would just boom. You could pick it up like fully invert it upside down and then set it. That seems like good engineering. Yeah, I was like, and the best part. When you took the water bottle off, the little cap thing that mm -hmm. was covering the hole would suck back on. So smart. I was like, oh, man. Somebody really figured it out. It took us 80 years to get <laughs> we, we made it. And now it's done. <laughs> we don't need it anymore. Yeah, get rid of it. <laughs> now we got Kangen water, everybody. I remember when we first moved to this neighborhood, our neighbor was still getting sparklets deliveries. I was like, are you... Are you made of money? <laughs> look, at, look at money bags here. <laughs> With his water, his fancy water. 
It was, it was. Uh, As I open my Dasani slowly. <laughs> it was the House of Nurses. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. They care about water. And as I got to know them, I was like, oh, you're you're actively using this. <laughs> they care about high quality H2O is what they do. I, I liked how the sparklets trucks ended up getting like the the sequins put on them. The ended light. up? What do you mean? They weren't always like that. They've been like that forever. Not at the inception of them. The little watery blue. Yeah, sequins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. That That's was a nice like touch. Was the, yeah. That was the aesthetics of sparklets. Arrowhead couldn't couldn't play. Once they added that sequin, somebody was like, "Oh, that's it." That's Arrowhead's <laughs> like, "Pack it up, we're done." <laughs> they got sequins on trucks. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> we can't compete with this. Pack it up, guys. Our water is no longer valid. The other, the other marketing vehicle that I remember very much from that period of time was the Oscar Mayer Wiener car oh you trying to explain that to the children the other day <laughs> was to me very funny like what, what do you mean this just drove around <laughs> yeah looked like a big hot dog it's a big hot a dog <laughs> you, and you could go inside it's like yeah you could go inside you could sit it's like is it made of meat <laughs> no <laughs> it was recently in our neighborhood last week they still use them Yes. There's like a whole, I don't know if it's a Twitter thing. There's definitely a website to this that's just uh, pictures of them that have crashed. No. Which is hilarious. Hilarious. You know, I had a roommate in college mm-hmm. who was a Red Bull girl. Oh, they drove had around to that drive stupid her. mini? Yes. With the, with the, she would oh, drive no. it home from work sometimes. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't think it was driving home from work. I think because she was a Red Bull girl, she like could just go to different jobs, mm-hmm. like different locations mm-hmm. to give out Red Bull. And I think she drove home just to take a nap. That's why she still had the car. The thing that never made sense to me is how much Red Bull are they actually distributing out of that thing? A ton. In the can. Like, is the Red Bull in the can? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, where else is it going to be? Maybe. I don't know. But she it's a had mini cases. Cooper. She had cases and cases. I mean, I guess it. there's probably a section underneath because they still have that bottom part. Yeah. Maybe lined up. I mean, in we were flat. never short of Red Bull. She wow. would just bring home cases. And I don't know if they were supposed to be cases she was supposed to be giving away. <laughs> She's like, today I'm giving them away in my apartment. <laughs> I held a party. It was pretty banging when I got there. <laughs> really good advertising. Mm-hmm. The studying session was intense. <laughs> All right. So we're going to make our way up the tower now. Oh, we haven't even started. Have we? Not even the first We're really lollygagging yeah, the, uh, that's true. the tower climb. The first email reads, I finally got to meet Virginia associate producer jake ko4juz oh and this comes from vince leia and josh while i was attending the amateur radio pre-race briefing for this year's shamrock race weekend i ended up standing beside jake ko4juz and i knew there was greatness standing there. that's true you could just sense it It was an aura yeah that he gave uh, an aura of producing. <laughs> you can tell this man has produced. 
<laughs> he was surprised that I recognized him and his association to HRCC. Oh, wait, you just randomly saw a guy he, he, and yeah, like, was, you are Jake? The, that's wild. He was standing beside Jake. Uh-huh. And what I can only assume is that he recognized Jake's voice. I'm just kidding. They must have badges with their call signs. Oh, he didn't recognize. Wait, what? Wait, okay. Uh, now I want Jake know. was surprised that Vince recognized him and associated him to HRCC. This is no offense to Jake, but uh, Jake, I don't know what you look like. <laughs> so I'm assuming they had their call signs on them. And I, if I saw Jake's call sign, I would know that. Sure, was him. absolutely. But I'm... Uh... Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, where are we going with this? Well, Vince says, I will try to have a post-race summary later. 73 Vince KC6 ISS. Vince was like, hey, Jake, you want to check out my go bag? <laughs> it's just a bunch of rope and a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> and a gun. Don't forget the, the later added <laughs> we That's look- a little wild, Leia. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, he, how did you recognize Jake? Like, I... I Maybe I'm out of touch, probably. But I'm assuming that Jake had a thing with his call sign. Yeah, but on it. the email didn't mention a name tag, right? No, he just said that he ended up standing beside Jake. I recognize Jake from all those Polaroids I took. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this is harmless, but I'm I'm sorry. I'm going down this road. I apologize. I just have to because that's the way my brain works. <laughs> Apparently. So, uh, Vince, we look forward to your race I, summary. I, Vince, I would like for you to explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the next email is titled Nova Antenna Solution. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I felt so bad that I was kind of like, I felt a little salt that I came across as salty on this one. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a good result here. This comes from B. Murphy. Josh, Leia, and Chris, KR4EZ, instead of screaming, trim it into the ether two Fridays ago, I figured I'd send my possible solution. Trim the Nova's stock antenna to two meters and or 70 centimeter length and use an AB coax switch. Connect the common to the trimmed stock antenna, A side to the FM broadcast radio, and the B side to your ham radio. Bam. Unless I'm missing something, this should work. The key part is actually the bam. Yeah, I think oh, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. everybody's missing. Yeah. That's what makes Tamitha so effective. It's true. Bam. I that like all things in ham radio, that will work, but that will uh compromise the FM reception of the radio. Okay. Which Chris may be okay with. That's fine, but oh, I assumed he wanted the best of both worlds. Well, Chris, I hope uh, B. Murphy answered your question. <laughs> uh, B. Murphy signs off. Anyway, been a while. Love the podcast and all you guys do. 73, B. Murphy, K5, UDO, a.k.a. Perry Andy. I didn't know that. So Self-proclaimed HRCC Utah Mountains correspondent. Yeah. It works. You can, yeah. You can claim it. it hasn't been claimed. It's all yours. It's yours. All yours. Thank you so much, B. Murphy, Perry Andy. That's K. Udo. <laughs> K. Udo. Can that's... I just call you Crudo? Yes. That's your name now. Crudo. Crudo. I love a good Crudo. What is a Crudo? Is that a wine? 
No, it's uh, it's like a is raw a fish tiny dish. Wine? What? Yeah, crudo, like a salmon crudo. This is like a. It's like a sashimi, but it's not a Japanese restaurant. It's like an Italian restaurant. It's like a tartar of fish. No, because the tartar's chopped up. Okay. Crudo is like sashimi. But it's Italian. Yeah. And does it have like olive oil? Yeah, it's on it? dressed. Yeah. It's not naked. So what was what, what wearing? What, <laughs> what's it got on? It's got some olive oil. Sometimes some greens. It's got like yeah. an ascot. I could see a fish in an ascot. That'd be funny. Uh, now I'm just gonna show you. I mean, I can look it up. It's... Here, this okay, is a crudo. Oh, it looks delightful. It is delightful. Yeah. Is that like a little bit of lemon maybe splashed on there too? Yeah, of oh. course. There's got to be some acid. That's sure. how, that, yeah. that, that looks light and refreshing. <laughs> All right. The next email comes from Matt, and it's titled San Diego Burritos, Getting Hams on the Air and Spending Their Money. Wow. This All is right. a lot to cover, this Matt. Is, this is it. Hello, Josh and Leia. Having grown up in San Diego, I am well versed on taco shops and burritos there up until 2004 when I escaped California. Oh, all right. I could never get Enjoy into... Enjoy your bad Mexican food. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every time one of my friends goes to New York, they take a picture of tacos they have purchased in New York. Tacos that people swear are as good as California. You can get and right out of And the line is always... There's, it's supposed to be better than California. It's not. <laughs> yeah, you could, I, like, I'm, I like a lot of food. If you told me that New York Italian food was better, I would be Oh, like, 100. Yeah. If yeah, you told you me got that, this, New York. If you told me that New York steakhouses were better, probably. I, yeah. I wouldn't. Believe. There's just, there's just more competition. It. They've been yeah. doing it for way longer. They, they know. Yeah. New York pizza, mm. no question. California's not trying to claim that. But to say that California, which largely our Mexican food, like the the good Mexican food that we have is obviously from like immigrants that have come to California or people yes. that are, yeah. you know, that have been here longer than us. Right. We're just kind of enjoying. I, I'm here. I'm enjoying it. I think it's the Mexican food in California is actually just like they're not trying to pander to anyone. No, it's. They're like they're making food for their communities. Yeah. And then everybody else just ended up loving it. Because it is so good. So good. It is so good. And we have many types of Mexican food. It's not just one thing or one style. is one of my... No, pupusas is not Mexican. That's also um, Ecuadorian. But like burria tacos that we've talked about. Birria tacos. Oh, birria, not burria. So good. Yeah, oh. all kinds of great stuff. Every time I talk about that, I'm like, oh, you know what we're having tomorrow? No, I can't do beer. It's just, it's so heavy. Oh, it's so good. No, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Can't do it this week. No. But I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's, well, no, my dad's coming into town. He would he would probably like that. I'm I taking bet. him to Knott's. Good. And then he can have a boysenberry tasting card. <laughs> That's oh, I may have to message him tomorrow. Why? To warn him about the boys in bear? No, because if he's like rolling into town early afternoon. Why? Because that's when he said he wanted to get off the mountain. Okay. He's ready. He's like, snow's melted and he wants to get the hell out of there. Because he's been he, he's been in the snow this whole time. Yes, that's true. He watched the Ham Nation episode. He watched the Ham Nation episode. The whole thing? 
don't know about that. I'll have to find <laughs> out later. I told him about when the, the Big Bear segment was. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Josh. I want to get into ham radio. <laughs> I think it might be valuable to have some kind of two-way radio. <laughs> no, because like he already has, you know, he has all the crank radios and emergency preparedness mm-hmm. radios that we've given him over the years. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I think I might want to. Do this. Do do this. Do you know a guy that can help me <laughs> with my many questions? And I'm like, yeah. I'll, I, I'll Josh, introduce I think, you to Gordo. I, I, I really want to do this, but I just don't know anybody don't who know does. I don't know anyone who does this. That would be... I don't, I don't honestly, know. though, my dad is kind of like that. I don't know where to turn. It, <laughs> just... it's, it, it's like... You gotta be like, like an engineer or something, <laughs> but like on a train <laughs> to do this. I'll ask Shelby. Shelby probably knows the guy. <laughs> oh, that did it! That did it! We got her. <laughs> I got her. Yay! <laughs> She'll build us somewhere. <laughs> oh my god. What cracked me, me up though about that is in the email he's like, Yeah, I never really watched any of these. <laughs> and he was like, Your production quality's pretty good. I see why you spend so much time doing this. <laughs> say like he knew that you know i'll help him out with whatever he wants oh man but why are you why are you gonna call your dad about coming down tomorrow well if you're not around yeah i'm not because ben has kung fu tomorrow no in the early afternoon okay i will try and get out as fast as i can yeah um but i have serious things that i must tackle okay. tomorrow well knots is on saturday while you're streaming yeah so that's fine. you're not getting boysenberry anything no purple potatoes for you oh dude uh okay this is a, a weird little tangent so knots berry farm obviously used to be like a a farm a farm mm-hmm. with lots of berries and boysenberry is kind of like their they they created it did they really yeah they, did not really create yeah. the boysenberry i believe so yeah so if you ever want something, if you'd ever like to splash something different, we're all maple on this podcast. Yes. Maple all Thanks the time. Thanks, Russ. All the time. More than just Russ. Yes, like it's true. This that, is a maple podcast. Yeah. This is, we, we've established that. But. You know, we like honey too, though. Not on a pancake. Yeah. You oh, put honey on a pancake? I didn't know you were going towards pancakes. What are you, putting maple syrup in your tea? Wait, 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 wait. 
Where do you think I was going with this? Like if I'm out of honey, I guess I would try maple syrup. But I have run out of maple syrup and used honey on pancakes. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, the boysenberry syrup. I grew up on that being from Southern California and having Knott's Berry Farm and all that in addition to maple. But boysenberry syrup is really good. Anyway, uh, they have a boysenberry festival at Knott's Berry Farm where they just take any dish and cram boysenberries in it, basically. And you would be like, oh, I don't know about that. But it's they're actually really, really good. It's a good balance between savory and I'm sweet. I'm going to correct myself. It was not Walter Knott who created the boysenberry, but it was, in fact, uh, cultivated as a hybrid in California. Oh, okay. I was like, really? He made it? By uh, Rudolph Boysen. <laughs> that's, that's not a joke nobody saw that coming. yeah <laughs> he uh worked in at the time uh i think he was in napa and okay and that was in the 1920s then he moved to orange county oh and worked in anaheim city parks mm -hmm. and then he tried to start a berry business and he broke his back in an accident holy this took a turn yeah that was brutal uh and that's and, when Wal walter not rolled in and stole all his bushes uh walter not heard about the berry tracked him down and not actually uh saved the last dying vines at his farm really yeah Oh, wow. And he was the one who named it after Boysen. Yeah. Wow. He decided not to call it Knott's Berry. <laughs> so it's okay. I got something else on named Knott's Berry. <laughs> got something else in mind. It's a place that all the hippies are hanging out at. <laughs> this park that's just open to the public. Yes, yes. So... Uh, boysenberry festival though yeah that's a that's a major thing at Knott's. yeah it's it's cool it's fun it's they put boysenberries and in in everything it has no, no business, business being yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. mean yeah. why is it in the mashed potatoes <laughs> can you explain it to me <laughs> <laughs> didn't we do this at the ikea already with the lingonberry <laughs> they don't they don't put it in the potatoes i eat it on everything I put it on the meatballs and eat it with the gravy. Are you kidding me? You don't do that? No. Oh, you are. You the just, lingonberries. You just eat the lingonberries by itself? No, only with the meatballs. What? No, you eat it with everything. Not Come with on. the mashed potatoes. Of course you do. What? Were you the kid that couldn't have their food touch when you were growing no, up? No, it was fine. I'm Chinese. We're not allowed to have weird things like that. <laughs> <laughs> we they beat that out of us. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to take a quick detour to tell you about the odd things they put boysenberry in. Starting with a boysenberry hazy IPA beer, a mo boysenberry mojito, mule, mimosa. Then they make breakfast tots with boysenberry hollandaise. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to try that. Well, you're not going to be able to. I know. There's also a boysenberry ranch drizzle mm -hmm. that goes over a buffalo chicken mac and cheese. I don't know about that. Sure. Sure you do. 
<laughs> I mean, I'll try all of this. A uh, chicken Caesar salad with boysenberry Caesar dressing. That's insane. <laughs> Serve tableside. There's a boysenberry blondie. That's, uh, That's a... so the white part of the blondie is now purple, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. They also make a boysenberry sweet chili dipping sauce. Yeah. Oh, and boysenberry maple syrup. Uh-oh. Now and we're boysenberry honey. Now we're fine. Oh, those are yeah. all the things. That's <laughs> that's all of Leia's sweet condiment <laughs> needs with boysenberry added. I back on to Matt's email. For the longest time, I was a carne asada burrito purist and would only eat them with carne guacamole and occasionally sour cream. That's, that's I mean that's that a, is Leia's. It's a carne. All all carne burrito, but that is your yes. That's my that's your jam because I really don't actually like. I can handle beans in it. Yes, I I think that the rice really detracts. The from rice the is asada. a no go for me. Yeah, yeah. However, you brought up carne asada fries, and that was my jam because it's delicious. Yeah, I I must have gotten carne asada fries at least once a week in college. Wow. Yeah, danced it all off. <laughs> But I could never have put it into a burrito. Here in Arizona, you have to hunt out the right places to get the good stuff. It isn't because the rest of it is bad, but it is mostly Sonoran-style food and not SoCal. Good point. Fantastic point. My favorite Mexican food place in Cerritos, though, is Sonoran. It's literally called Sonora, and they make the best bean and cheese burritos yeah, they make it the depends best, on what you yeah. want to get. Yeah. And I will argue that a bean and cheese burrito is probably pretty similar depending on where you get it or what style they call it. A bean and cheese burrito actually is the indicator of the best quality Mexican food. It's like when you get the papaya salad at a Thai place. Yes. That's how you know. Yep. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you on this. It's the bean. And, and the salsa is yes. the, very important. The salsa that they give you when you ask for spicy salsa on a bean and cheese burrito. Yes. That is a very true yeah. indicator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they toast the outside. Oh. Yeah. That's true. I was talked into running for a VP of my club and I was elected last year. As the VP of the club, I get to arrange activities. Oh, did you did you get voluntold? That's <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what to do, really, so I figured out I would start with something I really enjoy, POTA. I told everyone who was seriously interested in POTA to just go ahead and set up a POTA account, and anyone else who just wanted to get on the air for the day or technicians could operate under my license with the club call. I like this uh, very relaxed approach so far. Our club has about 215 <gasps> members. Yo. All right. All right. All right. That's a all lot right. of members. That's a lot of members. And we usually have a pretty uh, pretty low turnout to events. So I was expecting maybe three or four people to show up for oh, something here we like go. this. But on March 4th, the day we ended up with 15 people out there, which surprised me. That's a for a first going five times more. Now, remember, it's not the first time. That you should be judging yourself on. It's the fourth or fifth time. Yes. And you do it consistently. You or as consistent set, as you you're willing. You gotta set that day of the week. And and at, you, or if day you say of the it's month. if you say it's once a month, like I, I think once a month is doable. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, 
you the numbers will go up. I promise you. Once you and, and go to the meeting. Here, here's what I would recommend you do: take your your phone, take lots of pictures. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't even have to be video, although video is always really nice if mm -hmm. you have some video. Just a, just a couple of videos. Take lots of pictures, pictures of the antennas, pictures of people's smiling faces. Yep. And then just have a 10 minutes, not even that, five minutes where you're just like, we had a really good turnout in the last POTA event. Mm -hmm. Don't even, don't you even gotta like. You got to brag on how right. the contacts you were able to and, make. And then you don't even like push hard for people to attend. You yeah. just say like, we had a fantastic time. We racked up X number of contacts. This many were DX. I was using blah, blah, blah antenna with this radio and so-and-so had the, and you don't even talk about all the radios, just a couple of them. Yeah. And you're like, and we're going to do it again next month. Yeah. And, and you don't even necessarily say the day. You just kind of like, we'll do it again the same time next month. Yeah. And then you, you, you like, you, you plant this like almost exclusivity to it it's all full inclusive like it's open to everybody but the the delivery of it you kind of like all right yeah i could do this mm -hmm. they're really having fun out there yeah this is make something out there making contacts making friends make no they don't think that they're like just that's the friends we make along the way We're okay making the contacts all right yeah we set up three stations the lost dutchman state park K1061 and took turns operating different bands and usually had two or three people operating at the same time uh, at the time per station. Most seemed to really enjoy the outing. We even had some come up from the Tucson area to attend. The comment I got the most at the end of the day and for a couple of days after was they finally see why I loved Poda so much. Excellent. That See, that's an infectious enthusiasm. Well done, Matt. One of the club members asked what I was going to operate again, and I said I was operating on the next day. He asked if he could join me. Since he lives on the way to the park, I would be operating uh, Pikachu Peak. Pik Pikachu? <laughs> Pikachu. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu Peak Park. K1065. I picked him up. He told me as soon as he got in my van, he had bought a Buddy Stick Pro Deluxe Kit, just like I have, and wanted to learn how to set it up. Right after he got home from the park the day before. We had a great activation, even though our numbers were not high. We made contacts with Australia, Venezuela, Barbados, Portugal, Chile, and of course, Canada. The crazy thing about that is we only had 23 contacts. It was also the wow. same weekend as the ARRL DX contest. Mm -hmm. So that helped. But they did hunt us. We were not looking for them. Amazing. One of the other club members told me he had so much fun that he is looking at buying an FT891 just to do poto with. He wants me to let him know whenever I go so he can join me. All in all, I would call this a club activity a success. It truly was. It's, it definitely sounds like it. I didn't do very much planning, and I think that was part of the magic. Yes. It was a little bit messy, and the club members came yes. together to figure things out, like a 10-meter dipole and a 40-foot fiberglass pole that kept falling over. Half of the fun is figuring it all out. That's a We're real ham. ham thing to say. Yes, because like nobody wants – it's not glamping for ham radio. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to offer that. You're trying to offer a, let's just go out there and do it. Right. 
low, low pressure. Low pressure. Yeah. Hams don't like to be pressured. We just like to, like, we're going to have a goal. Just honey glazed. What? Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think sometimes you can plan an event to death. I mean, that is literally how I do, but that's fine. I'm not offended. I, I um... <laughs> Actually, you do have to plan and then you have to let it happen. That's Yeah, there's only so much touching yeah. you can do. Mm-hmm. And, and there's actually a fine line of where you're doing too much. Oh, what are you saying? Do you ever Josh? feel that? No, you, no. Do you feel I'm doing too no, much? No, 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 no. Like, so case in point with this whole thing I'm dealing with at work. Yeah. I felt like I was a salmon fighting upstream. Yes. And if you ever find yourself in that situation at work or anything in life, it's it's likely that you're missing something fundamental or it's just not ready for you yet to be doing the thing you're trying to do mm. in whatever point the process is or the, the the people working on the back end or whatever. Yeah. You're you're trying too hard to force the round peg through the the, the square hole. Sure. Right? There I don't know, it's something you feel. I've always I've always had that feeling where it's like, you know what? We're working too hard. We're trying way too hard on this. Let's let's roll it back a step. Mm-hmm. You ever feel that? Yeah. Okay. All the time. Okay. All right. The well, way you were leaning into that, I was like. <laughs> Josh, one last thing. I just watched the video where you made uh, the midi- the video you made mm-hmm. using the seventy one hundred. Oh yeah. You bought that belonged to your friend. I'm sure that he would be very happy and flattered by your efforts. Thank you. It's very kind. Yeah. As usual, everyone enjoys and appreciates this podcast and banter between the two of you and what both of you do to promote ham radio. 73, Matt, K7, Y-E-G. Thank you. Thank That's you for very the email. Kind. That's a very thoughtful video or video uh, email. <laughs> God, my brain sometimes has trouble changing gears. It's true. Through what, just, you What know, are you drinking? Jameson. Oh. You want some? That's just uh a very large pour of jameson i feel like that's and how is it. it how is it cold i put ice in it oh really yeah and it melted yeah almost already instantly. yeah wow oh. it's the last of it that's jameson <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much matt for your email the next email is titled new job who dis and ham this is a follow-up from uh douglas v ki7 oh yeah right on douglas yep and uh he said that he was starting a new job and maybe traveling to whittier Mm -hmm. oh but he he says when i wrote runner i meant tuner he was talking about his uh friend letting him play and fiddle with his manual tuner Mm -hmm. and i said runner because that's what oh it said no. okay i will take it out to a park one sunday afternoon now i work for a company setting up new locations for health and fitness one weekend as of the 17th and that's from douglas v douglas when you say new locations for health and fitness are you opening up gold's gyms because they seem to be expanding rapidly yes <laughs> i think i'm gonna get a, jo- a gold's gym membership though oh uh, yeah do it because it's right there you can just walk because the parking lot is basically ending in our house anyway <laughs> go in there get all the cardio in and the, no i'm not gonna do that 
I have to be able to make a quick getaway because <laughs> I'm B and E at the gym. That's right. <laughs> I'll 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 make you a go bag Good. for the gym. <laughs> Good luck in your. Who endeavors, locked up all these machines? It's no problem. I brought my go bag. <laughs> you bring lock picks to the gym? <laughs> what you don't? I I don't. Do you even lift pins, bra? That's. <laughs> This is how I get I get my weights off. <laughs> how I get my weights off? Yeah, off mean? of the, you know, the lifty thing. <laughs> the lifty thing. They love it when you call it. Yeah. That. <laughs> and Vince is back with a follow up email. All right. Twenty twenty three Shamrock Half and Full Marathons. Leia and Josh, as a follow up to my previous email, I arrived at my spot, m- mile post eleven, mm-hmm. at. Oh, dark 30, that's 6 a.m., and secured at about 11 a.m. There were approximately 52 hams supporting about 15,000 racers. Wow. And an unknown number of support staff. Since the temperature was on the cooler side, upper 40s, lower 50s, I did not hear of many medical issues when I left after the tail end of the race passed my location. That's good running That's temperature. That's excellent. Yeah. 73 Vince KC6 ISS. Thank you, Vince. Well, thank you for that follow-up. Yeah. Very cool. Maybe next time uh, we will hear about 20,000 attendees. <laughs> 15,000 is a lot for a race. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Because I've done like 5Ks and stuff where... That's way easier than a marathon. <laughs> You'd assume that there's more people because it's a lower barrier to entry, you know? I mean, at some point, um, the larger marathon- marathons are like qualifiers. That's true. For things like Boston and other large races, right? Sure. So they like they are a destination for runners. Yeah, it's like uh, top tier yeah. marathons, right? It's so true. they're like feeders, right? So you, you got to go to that one to qualify for the larger. What are you trying to say about my five Ks, Josh? Well, I think if they call it, a, <laughs> I think if they call it a turkey trot, <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily a feeder. What about anything. the Tinkerbell one I did? <laughs> right, where where the metal is the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> It's such an expensive race, too. It's so insane. <laughs> so insane. I do like medals. I, I, again... I will only do races that the, have medals. The North Korean comment becomes more apt at this point. I just start just tacking to my leg. <laughs> I wear all my medals at the same time. <laughs> I'm like Mr. T with these. I'm like Mrs. T with this. Or Miss T. I don't know how that works. <laughs> the next email is titled Two Meter on Classic Nova. And this is from Paul. Listening oh, with yes. interest okay. about the guy wanting to have a single antenna on his Classic Nova, but retain both the broadcast FM and a two meter ham rig. My suggestion would be to swap the antenna with something like the OPEC VH1208, which looks like a classic chrome oh. radio antenna, and it would be at home on any Detroit iron. This loses the broadcast FM, but that's an easy fix. Put one of those hidden FM antennas easily found on Amazon or whatever, and you've got that covered. 
one antenna on the outside, no compromises, like trying to load a coil or whatever. Paul has been so kind as to provide some links to products like the OPEC. Yeah. And yeah. the eight wood aerial antenna adapter. Mm-hmm. And I will drop those in the show notes. I I see where you're all going. I like the direction you're going. I think it really depends on how important the reception of broadcast FM is. Well, hear me out. He could just install something in the car that also plays music off his phone. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I can see... You could do a stealth FM receiver antenna. But why do you want FM? It's just all ads. Most of it is ads. I've, I, tried, I've tried listening to it recently. Yeah, you know how <laughs> it like, has not gone well. You know how like we don't do broadcast television or cable or anything like that because yeah. it's just all ads all the time. And you, yeah. you put it on, it's almost startling when the ads like pop up. Oh, and you're it's like, uncomfortable. What is even happening? I, I feel that way when I put on. And the ads are not for me. No, there. I am no longer the target market for network TV. The number of pharmaceutical ads, oh yeah, has completely taken over network TV. Yeah, so I'll turn on an FM station very rarely, and when I do it is like when I'm in another city, like if I'm traveling, because I want to hear like what the. I'll scan around a lot. I'll scan. scan around, hear what the happenings are. No, it's it's what really the it's... Uh, top forty songs. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, Leah. No, I mean like what the stations are are playing. Like mm. when I go to Florida, right? There'll be like a bit of a jump on like the religious stations, oh. but then there will be a bit more country, mm -hmm. a similar amount of like Spanish, okay, and then like classic rock and other stuff like that. Okay. And I'll scan around the stations and listen to like what's the. It kind of tells you a little bit about the community. If you think about it, sure. like what they're playing on mm -hmm. the FM radio, California is kind of similar to Florida in, in some ways, oddly enough, with with the, the music, Texas, way more religious stuff, a lot more country, mm -hmm. right? Ohio, they also have their own, you know, different spin on what they play there. It, it's always kind of interesting. Get the rental car. First thing you do, hit the FM, hit scan and just start listening to mm -hmm. everything. But if you're driving around where you live. Why are you listening to FM? <laughs> That's... Uh, jazz. More jazz in uh, Florida. I spent the entire time like listening to jazz like stations and stuff. Oh, it was, it was nice. Cool. It was cool. Well, Paul signs off. Hope this helps. 73 Paul, KA4PQL. You guys are coming with some really great solutions here. I think that was to Mike Chagrin. Okay. Because he was driving around with me everywhere. It was my car. Oh. I think he would like get in and immediately like try and find... Like a heavy metal station or <laughs> something that's more rock oriented. It's like jazz. What are you doing? K murder. Okay, so I have an email that requires. Whoa. Oh no! There's the ads. Leia, this, this is turning into FM radio. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this later. Uh, this email is titled "Watch Revenge of the Pink Panther 1978: A Bomb Scene from Movie Clips." And Kevin says he couldn't resist after last week's preparedness corner. I kind of want to play it, but I don't want to play the ad. Okay, we're in a pause. Here we go. Even though I say so myself, this is no small feat. Now you can work the left bank and Montmartre.
With anonymity. Yes, yes. All right. The old anonymity noise. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Peter Sellers. You can do it, Inspector. Chief Inspector. You can walk, Chief Inspector. You On his can knees? walk. Peter Sellers is such a good actor. Yes. Yes. You are a genius, boys. I can. I can. Uh-oh, don't okay, go back a little I bit. All right. Oh, okay. You know you can just double-click, and it's 10 seconds. Oh. That's okay, he's literally got, a, like, a, a, a comic snively bomb. whiplash. Oh. <laughs> he, opens he opens the, the door, door to Peter Sellers, standing there. He's holding the bob. Special delivery. <laughs> and then he accepts it? Yeah. This is a uh, This is a Batman motion picture esque bomb that he's holding. He's just gonna keep holding it. Special delivery, a Ben. A Ben. A Ben. Oh no. Uh, they're probably not the best medium for this, but no, that's funny. Podcast, not the best. Yeah. Uh, Peter Sellers, I think for a lot of people, they're familiar with him as Inspector Clisseur from The Pink Panther. Okay. You've did you Have you ever watched the old Pink Panther movies? No. Okay. The best showing of Peter Sellers as an actor is um, Dr. Strangelove he is he plays multiple characters throughout the movie like multiple very dynamically different characters it is so good yeah um yeah uh, i guess you got to be like me um this movie is a bit long it's god and i always i always forget the name dr strange love is what we call it but the full name is how I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Oh. Dr. Strangelove or colon <laughs> How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That is a really long title. Slim Pickens is in it. Yeah, it's, it so Slim Pickens, you've seen the, the, the clip of the guy that's writing the bomb down from the bomb shoot, and he's got his hat out, and he's writing it like a bull. Old yes. school, black yes. and white. Yeah. That's Slim Pickens. Oh, okay. Slim Pickens was in a lot of westerns. Doctor Strange, uh, it's slow. It, it is of that era, right? It's a slower movie. Sure. But if you consider the fact that Peter Sellers is playing like 50% of the actors in any of the scenes, it's very impressive. He, he's a very good actor, was a very good actor. All right. Well, we're moving on to the next voice, uh, email. Written by Stanley Kubrick. Just want to point that out there. This email is titled, Hi! And this is from... he passed away in 1980. Before I was born. Wow. Man. This is from the beautiful Charlene. Uh, Hello, Charlene. Jumping right in before I lose my train of thought. How about a GoFundMe? If you made a GoFundMe, we could take out the base cost to set up the whole thing and keep the cost down in the future for that set of patches. We are talking about patches. So um, Josh is right here, I think. Ranks don't stack except for the military. 
I've Thank never you, seen, Charlene. for instance, Bush Sr. or Biden walking around with a senator, vice, POTUS, all listed, just their current. CEOs <laughs> don't have all their previous positions listed under their current title. Charlene, you nailed you hit Leia right where it where it hurts. I think I think you nailed it. Pastors don't list if they were a layman previously, just saying. Atheist pastor. <laughs> That's the step. That was it. <laughs> if you want to go that far, though, Leo, what if we had the years? So you say technician 2023, <laughs> AE in 2024, and general in 2025? You're dying right now at the idea of that many patches, aren't you? Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, we're I, definitely you, not doing that. You hit, you hit Leia. You hit her. Or if they are able to be ordered separately, people can order them if they want to stack theirs. I don't know how to fix the ridiculous shipping and all the work you have to put in. Uh, shipping's fixed. It's it's fine. Leia has fixed her issues. Uh, I mean, shipping, the shipping cost is fixed. The, sh the issues the that were created by you. Yes. We have learned. Yes. Collectively, we have all learned. Unless we can make it an Eagle Scout project and have them drop, uh, set up a dropship company. Kidding ish. You know, one of my friends suggested have the kids pack it. Oh, could you imagine <laughs> no. the insanity? No. They half oh. of the, uh, not even half would make them to their destination. If the, the kids wrong were... number of patches would make it in. Oh, yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. That's called the Edison special. Yeah. Here, I have another one. You seem nice. I don't know you. Here's a Pokemon card. I have a friend named Thomas. Here, Here you go, Thomas. Here's what I think are trash cards. They're trainer cards. One of the best cards in the game. <laughs> but go ahead. Here's a Pokemon card. That's, he's all out of Charmanders. <laughs> Edison was throwing away his Pokemon cards because no all... Yu-Gi-Oh, he threw away the Yu-Gi-Oh. No, he cards. also threw away Pokemon. I cards. am, I'm gonna lose it on that kid. <laughs> because, like I don't understand because he didn't know how to play the game, so he was just trying to collect the best of Pokemon because they were playing this version of War that involved Pokemon. It, it, uh... They would like flip a card, and if their Pokemon had higher HP than the other one, they won that hand. I thought that. We, we play different games mm -hmm. in our household. And I have tried to instill one of the most important things in any card game that you can play. Cycle the deck. No, it's card draw. Cycle the deck. Cycle the deck it means another thing. Because now you're talking about milling, and I'm not going down that rabbit hole. That's for, that's for people of a certain mindset. You need to draw cards. If you draw more cards, it's like having a statistical advantage against the other player sure. in all cases. Okay. If we're playing a game and you draw three cards and I draw five every turn, I'm going to win just by the statistical odds. Okay. Over time. And Pokemon is not a complex game. I grew up playing Magic the Gathering and all these other games. And the kids decided that they actually wanted to learn how to play edison in particular yes and i'm like okay bring me all the cards and they gave me all these trash cards <laughs> none of the holographics like all of these bad cards hid all of the v maxes like they 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 hid all of their really good pokemon cards so i built a deck of pokemon like out of what they thought was trash right and it focused on card draw and moving my Pokemon out of the play field and capitalizing on just actions that Pokemon could do without being the front Pokemon. And 
I still got whooped the first round from Edison because he's literally just dropping gas. Like every hand is just <laughs> it's, one of his cars is just a Jolteon that he can just drop. And you're like, dude, no don't you need an EV? Like, how do you just do this? And it, it, that got a little frustrating. And it was like, but it's super shiny. <laughs> and it's like, look at it. It's got a black border. And it's like, <laughs> like, what? And then I got to flip like eight coins to attack you, father. Are you ready for this hurt that I'm about to throw down? And so it, it got really technical for me to fight these kids with their with just trash cards but i i still beat edison one we're one and one and i beat ben but but i didn't but help ben, ben didn't have any fever but i built edison's deck yeah that he beat me with it's true and so then you just I, beat yourself i, I know i know <laughs> but i i he realized edison realized really quickly he's like wait so i can play this card and i can draw more cards and get more pokemon mm -hmm. and more energy because mm -hmm. you need the energy to to make the pokemon attack do their attack yeah and, and I'm like, yes, that's what you want. You want to draw more mm -hmm. than your opponent draws so that you can keep playing the cards. And he's oh, okay. He's like, I like this bug catcher because I get to draw two cards. And then I flip a coin. And if it's heads up, I draw two more. Nice. And I'm like, yes. So they're starting to get it. But it was he's throwing out cards i don't prior, even know what he's yes prior to this he was throwing out trainer cards energy oh, cards I'm, they were just uh, irrelevant there's a dearth of energy in this house because of like they thought that that wasn't for anything they're like right. that's cute those symbols that are on the card they they thought it was junk they threw in the card to screw you over like this is trash <laughs> like, in the packet like no like as in we can filler. only give you one good card right, right, pack. right. don't yeah. keep anything else yeah dump all of that that's garbage <laughs> oh my goodness so many pokemon cards that have been thrown away <laughs> i don't even know what to do about Yu-Gi-Oh. i don't want to dip into that Ben's got all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards now. He wants to play me Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's like, oh, buddy, Yu-Gi-Oh is different now. And that Yu-Gi-Oh hits different than when I played it. Unrated games place open within walking distance of our house. <laughs> so it's just gonna be, <laughs> that's gonna be the place. <laughs> this this is a, a way deep lore in in the Josh uh, world here, but there was a time where I worked at multiple locations of before i went to college sure where they sold pokemon cards mm -hmm. and Yu-Gi-Oh cards okay and so i have i very i used to run tournaments for Yu-Gi-Oh, and we did all kinds of stuff so i i understand how all that works but that's changed like we're talking decades now yeah because now they got vmax uh Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> vmax Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah I, I can't eat with, with some of these cards that this kid's dropping. I'm like, what, what is the downside? There's no downside. Right. So if you roll up with like an old school Pokemon deck, you would just get slapped. That's by why some they pre-build decks now. Well, because they get aged out. They, they get, yeah. um, it, it's magic. The gathering does the same thing, but the power nine from, okay, now I'm getting really nerdy. The, the power nine of magic, the gathering is still like some of the most powerful cards that have ever been, made they were okay. like too powerful okay they had to they had to ban scale them. them back yeah basically they scaled them back but pokemon just like broke full throttle and broke the lever off with some of these cards they're crazy there's like no <laughs> downside to playing some of them it, it it's yeah that's why you got to play a v max deck with a v max deck like I, I i want to go to the store just to 
get some sanity. <laughs> I'm like, are kids just full VMAX? Like, is this VMAX all the time? <laughs> like, is that what this is? Like, is that what this game is now? Or, like, is there some kind of tech I don't understand? I think it's the latter. There's okay. probably some trainer cards that, like, punish you for having too many But they VMAXs. were thrown out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we threw those out. We got rid of them, Dad. <laughs> Professor Oak's gone. <laughs> we trashed his ass. Charlene continues, also, Josh, that episode of Saved by the Bell still breaks my heart when I think about it. What? Did you know it was supposed to be speed and not caffeine Yes, pill? I did. I did not know I that. I did. That's I genuinely meant caffeine pills. I, I, Brandon Tartikoff is in the episode at the end. There's no hope with dope. Like, that's how they, that's literally the. But it was caffeine pills. No, it was supposed to be like full on drugs. Like, Jesse Spano was twacked out of her mind. Wow. And yeah. then she ended up in Showgirls. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I didn't till I went back and looked it up to watch again and read through the comments. I didn't until you sent this email in, Charlene. So thank you. Could you could you imagine like Jesse Spano's just smoking rock? <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, you guys mentioned how if you want to learn something, teach it. I have found this to be so true. I homeschooled and taught a homeschool class at our co-op for years. I learned more teaching than I ever did in school. The irony was for me when you said that. I have a Word document started with an outline that I had literally started that day so I can teach it someday how I need to learn it. Cracked me up. Yeah, 100%. If you can teach, you can learn anything. Uh, ham radio related paragraph and I'm out. Things are finally clicking. Not the math, unfortunately, but as I get more accustomed to the terms, it will, I think. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a base understanding of what some of the terms are and how radio waves work, I can use the Ham Radio Prep app, and it's really helping. Why? Did we have a conversation about this already? What? Ham Radio Prep. <laughs> use, we ha haven't. use Ham Study. We haven't Don't. talked about Ham Radio Prep. I like the ham study app as well, especially the I don't know tab in the top and wish prep had that as an option. But I love the way prep has it broken down into small chapters. I can cram and cram and cram the question pool for that section until I consistently get higher marks. And yes, I realize I'm mostly memorizing them, but the understanding will get better. Uh, Charlene, you can, in fact, break it down by chapter using ham study. You can isolate to a single sub-element. Yeah. And you can cram just that sub-element. God, do we have to? We don't. I, when I say I knew nothing of radio, I'll say one I meant thing and it. Then, you know, we'll... Go ahead. So ham radio prep, and I'm, I am, God, I, I am conflicted when I talk about ham radio prep, and I don't talk about it generally ham radio prep offered a lot of ham radio influencers just straight up cash of dollars to like, promote their company like i got a i got an email from them was just like a subject line like here is x amount of thousands of dollars to promote ham radio prep but the reality is they don't offer anything better than ham study well i'm not i'm not saying they don't i, I won't say that I actually do believe that they have gotten a ton of people licensed, so I can't really, I'm not against that, right? But here's my issue with Ham Radio Prep. This is my understanding, okay? Okay. I'm not, um, this is not backed up by, allegedly, right? Allegedly. Right. Okay. 
I believe that the company that is behind or the people behind Ham Radio Prep are a test prep company. Yes, probably. And all of those Princeton Review people after the company folded. Right. <laughs> and they created a they, they took a, a tool that probably exists that they could have made. Yes. That is for other things mm -hmm. and, and and found a market, which is ham radio mm -hmm. and, and started selling to that market. Right. So it is effective in what it does because it is a multiple choice test. Right. It is memorization based. When ham radio prep first got started there were not a lot of hams involved with ham radio prep it was right. not a, a ham radio company made by hams for hams true, kind of thing true so i feel conflicted in the sense that like are did they why am they I, I i'm not against now? that like i'm not against that if you make a good tool and people are getting licensed like i'm not against that i'm not against ham radio prep right i'm just telling you what i know when i look at something like hamstudy.org which is 100% fueled by hams, for hams, built by hams, and sustained by hams with things like the signal stick and now exam tools, which is, you know, not for profit. It's right. literally something that's developed to create the online test environment that creates new hams, right? right. I'm always going to support that first. I would, uh, like I'm not against ham radio prep, but because I support hamstudy.org, that is where I put my in, focus. In my mind, yeah, you could go and spend whatever you're spending on ham radio prep on product from Signal Stick, and you will have antennas right. in addition to, to free study yes. aids. Now, there is only one business. And now I'm going deeper down the well. There's only one business I've ever prevented from putting ads on my videos. Yes. And it's ham radio prep right because and the, they, the ads were running before your videos and it looked like you were endorsing them and i've gotten emails about hey i took ham radio prep under your advisement right and i got my license which hey good i'm not against that great but then i got other people who are like hey thank you so much for the recommendation on on ham radio prep which i i wasn't youtube was putting the ads in front of my video and they made really flashy ads like you remember the guy driving up like yeah hey, i got my you know i got my Baofeng here we're gonna we're gonna be off road you want to go overlanding uh cb sucks let's go you know like <laughs> you know that whole thing like yeah and and their marketing is really good and, and again i'm am i surprised that they exist no in this market like no like you, but it's you create such, this it's video such a market small it's kind of market thing. that you want the hams that are putting in the effort to to do the work mm -hmm. to kind of at least keep the funds in the community it, and it's one of those things where and literally everybody listening i'm not trying to create drama with ham radio prep i i'm not i'm seriously not against them they have been nice to me we've talked with them um, he, they've emailed me, we've had conversations. It's not my way of doing business. It's sure. And I'm already, and when I say affiliated, I'm straight up, you know, honest. If you, if you buy a signal stick using our link, I do get a percentage of that sale. Right. That's something that we've worked out with, with signal stick a long time ago, but I support everything they're doing. Yeah. I'm 100% on board right. with hamstudy.org. Mm -hmm. 
So again, <laughs> it's it. I don't want this to be a thing. Yeah, fact, I mean, use what works it, for you. It could be you, a thing, but yeah, you, you use know, use what works for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's it's not a good product. I'm not gonna say it's not a good service. What they're doing, I just am not in their camp, if you will. Not that I'm against them. I just I'm already I was already working with hamstudy.org in the sense that even before my affiliate deal or anything like that got started, I was already supporting them. Right. I already liked what they were doing. Just me That's from a value I, standpoint. I I would rather have the antennas. <laughs> yeah. I, I well that's true. Because you buy their service and you could have bought a couple of signal sticks, I guess that's true. I the the email thing was a little that kind of set me off on the wrong foot with them, I think. Yeah. Well, anyways, we'll yeah. we'll move on. Okay, we'll move on. We're, we're not we're not trying to badmouth. Hey, and this use hey, what hey, use what works for you. Hey, hey, everybody listening, don't make this a thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're, we're all cool. We're yeah. good. Everything's fine. Get get licensed, however works for you. Yeah, please, that's all that matters. Well, <laughs> Charlene continues. Bro, it's just between us, man. When I told I... you that in confidence. <laughs> When I say I knew nothing of radio, I meant it. I didn't know the numbers we choose when we're listening in the car are frequency. Frequency? (laughs) What frequency are you on? That's amazing. (laughs) I can't figure out when I... when I missed what I should have been an entire chapter, at least in high school, on how radio waves work. Thanks for the podcast. Glad you guys are feeling better enough to be back. The cough over here on the East Coast is lasting six plus weeks. Cool. Char. Uh, yes, I have friends that still have the cough. I felt like it lasted for a really long time for us. We call them weak. <laughs> if they die, they die. That's terrible. No, yes, the next Drago. That's a okay. Yeah. That's a, so many of this podcast is just me referencing movies. It's true. Know, it's, it's getting true. A little I, I, overwhelming for me. If people don't, you don't. You didn't catch the reference. I didn't. Rocky? No. Oh my god. P.S. The next email will have my call sign. I hope. Finger <gasps> I hope crossed, so. Char. I want to click that button for you. PSS. Go check out my videos. Check out the check out the videos. Go <laughs> We have Tampico juice here at our dollar stores. I've never tried it because while well, it looks like Sunny D and Tang had a baby, and I hate Tang. Oh, then you. Might oh yeah, not don't Tampico. Don't don't try it. Yeah, don't try it. You're you're right. Maybe because <laughs> you, you're right. You Mom always added too much water. I don't know, but I'll try it next time I see it. Wait, if oh, so the Tang was not good because your mom added too much water. You'll love Tampico. <laughs> <laughs> It's thick. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It, it's still good though. It's still good. Char, let us let us know uh, how what you and think you, about Tampico you, when you write back about your call and sign. You, and you take a little skirt steak, a little chopped up onion, and cilantro, <laughs> pour a little Tampico on it. There you go. And beer, Tampico. Nah, and beer. you don't have to yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, beer's great. No, that's just diluting the citrus. It's fine. Oh, From loosening the skirt steak. Skirt steak is like tough. It's a tough cut. It's got to be real thin. I promise you it's fine. And I promise you that that's usually the recipe. It's Tampico and beer. We should we should go to a carniceria. Just barge in there. Ask them just be right any, now. Just B&E yes. all up in that thing. <laughs> if you're B&E, they won't be there to answer the question. I got questions. <laughs> why isn't anybody here? <laughs> First of all, why is nobody here to answer my questions? 
The next email is titled First Poda, Aries, and an Interesting Radio. And this comes from the Leatherman Wes. Good morning for when I'm sending this. Good evening for when you're reading this. And good morning again for those who are listening for when this is first released on Friday. (laughs) This week was spring break. Why are they doing this to people? Hey, has the snow not completely melted? <laughs> Why Guess is spring what? Break... It's spring break. You know, this was sponsored by Florida. <laughs> <laughs> this is straight up a, a Florida travel. Uh, is Congress involved with this? <laughs> Congress picking winners and losers again. <laughs> so if uh, you guys are so close to the water, if it gets too wet down there, could could the state invert? <laughs> And become a, a an upside down island. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm hearing it's a peninsula. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's very big. Still counts. So still yes. a peninsula surrounded yes. by three sides on water. Is what I'm told. Yes. <laughs> is that is that not an island? <laughs> did, did you? That was there. There was a congressional committee where they were talking about Guam. Yes. And the, the proliferation of the military on Guam. Yeah. And somebody asked the question, if if the military puts too many heavy things on the island, is there any concern that it could become inverted? Uh, that is a real recording. I think it's Maxine Waters now I'm thinking about it. I, I, I'm going to fact check myself. You know, one of my first boyfriends was from Guam. He gave me a gold necklace. And then when I broke up with him, I gave it back. And then he gave it to another girl. Wow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who knew me. She knew that it was me and also previously my necklace. (laughs) Okay. I I, I might have to fact check my own self here. It looks like it might not be Maxine Waters because that's. You know, she's also referred to in some circles as anti-Maxine. Okay. Uh, I will apologize if I was not accurate in that. This is why we fact check live. Yes. Because Josh says <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> you could have just not mentioned Maxine Waters, you know? Y- you know, we're going on. You can't be funny and not fast. Because you know what everybody likes is a slow joke. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to just continue on Wes's email until you fact check yourself. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> Representative worries Guam will capsize. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not Maxine Waters. I am way wrong. That is a man. Oh, I was going to suggest Marjorie next. <laughs> I apologize to Maxine Waters. Everybody go ahead and tell her. I apologize to Wes for having such an early spring break. <laughs> and I got to activate my first poda. West says, this really got me hooked. I had an absolute blast doing this on 10 meters and the improvising I had to do to make it all work. Mm-hmm. For once, my girlfriend and I had the same spring break, so we decided to do some hiking at a state park about an hour and a half from my house. I could not pass up this opportunity to get a poda. Well, I packed up all my stuff the night before and went through my checklist. I had everything for all three antennas, adapters, coax, etc. Well, the next morning I loaded it all up but decided I would take out my full-sized Wolf River coil and use the smaller one on my truck. Okay. I said, well, maybe I'll bring a radio with a digital instead, and this led to me swapping half my kit 
for something more universal in case I couldn't make 20 watts work. Anyhow, we got to the park, did definitely some make 20 watts. swamp hiking, and it was time to poda. Okay. I found a great spot away from people under some live oak trees. I was, it was at this point I realized I messed up. Uh-oh. Coax adapter? I realized I had forgotten to grab the smaller coil. No problem. I'll just use my QRP guys and fed half wave. Nope. Took the adapter out this morning oh, and no. never grabbed it. Ah. Oh, well, 10 meters it is with my Wolf Rover coil base and a seven foot whip. Nonetheless, I got the park activated. Oh, yeah. 10 in meters about for sure. 20 minutes on oh, that's 15 good. watts from my IC7200. I used battery power for the SSB contacts to activate and ran five watts on the battery for FT8. I have watched all the POTA loadout videos on YouTube and said I would never forget something because I keep enough gear in my truck not to be stuck without an adapter. But I wasn't in my truck that day. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. I have another POTA park about 20 minutes from my house, and that is next on the list. Pictures of POTA space and setup will be provided. The park was at the old... Fontaine Blue Sugar Plantation, literally on the shores of Pontchartrain. Oh, you are doing this on Pontchartrain. Pontchartrain? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Also, you know what? Both are accepted. <laughs> I feel like Wes is doing this on purpose. Also, during my spring break, I took a trip to the Tangi Poa Parish. Emergency. Tenge that'd be right. <laughs> you, that was probably the closest you've been so far. That's <laughs> Tenge Pohaha. That, that's yeah. Parish Emergency Office of Communication. You could trick some people with that one. Where that parishes, local Aries group has its emergency station. Wow, this station has everything and is amazing. Such a cool station. Imagine this New York's hottest club. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> the station had everything from packet radio to CB and an antenna array on the roof. This was such a great experience and showed me what I need to do for my parish's Aries response. Right now, my parish's EOC is destroyed due to lightning strike. So as the only known ham in the St. Helena parish, I am the Aries. A one-man Aries. I am the Aries. Hey, by the way, how cool is a parish? I was just thinking that. that. We don't like, have parishes here. I, I, I love that word. What is, what is a parish? Is that like a suburb? I think it's like smaller than a county. But I don't know because when you're talking about the East Coast, counties can be big and they can, mm -hmm. they can be like really small. And hey, live facts checked update. Republican, Hank, or sorry, Representative Hank Johnson said he feared that stationing 8,000 Marines on Guam would cause the island to become so overly populated that it will tip over and capsize. And the <laughs> only one who feels worse about that misstatement that I made earlier uh -huh. was Hank Johnson from the original <laughs> quote. I mean, I feel pretty bad about it, too. My HF Apologies went... to Maxine Waters. I don't know where I drew that You're from. You're about to get some nieces and nephews up very upset Everybody, I corrected it live. My apologies. Yes. 
Wes continues, my HF Winlink and data are good, but I'm working on getting a functioning 50-watt packet station. I'm looking at the Yesu FTM 6000R, which is on sale at HRO right now. With the Cantronics TNC, I'm looking. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to getting my Aries response kits ready to go. I have the GMRS and CB portion of information spreading set, set up mm-hmm. with active CBers in the area in case of emergency. Everyone has a CB in this rural area, and there is a large GMRS community as well. I bridge the gap between all radio Good services. You. you are the Aries. I am the Aries. <laughs> I'm waiting on my QDX to arrive and have another Apache case that will be digital HF as well. This contains everything screen, Windows PC stick, 12 volt to USB, uh, to USB power, 12 power for the radio. All I need now is the radio. The QRP Labs builders get about 20 units out per week. I ordered mine the first week of February, and they are just now getting to January 2023 orders. So I'm on the list. I know I said my gear acquisition was over, and it is. It's just fun to tinker. It's just fun stuff to tinker with and sell later down the road. That is still acquiring new gear. I'm sorry to tell you, Wes. He said he's going to sell it, though, later. <laughs> He said he's gonna sell it. Like why? Come on, dog. He said he's gonna sell it. I am debating selling such an interesting radio. <laughs> At the same time, maybe not sell it. Anyway. I want to love this radio so badly. I acquired it an SGC 2020 HF Ooh. radio. This radio is HF only, ten to eighty. USB, CW, and lower sideband. This radio was built like a tank and has a smaller receive draw than an 817. It offers up to 20 watts of power, but is extremely menu-driven. I have also included pictures of this radio. I have been using it in my truck and enjoy it a lot. The audio is rough and not pleasant to listen to for me. So I may try to replace the speaker and see if that helps. The odd power plug has been converted to an Anderson power pole. So that's a plus. The reason I got it was that it was mil spec and it is American made, something I value, but I'm not in love with it like I thought I would be. When my 817 returns from repair, you may see this interesting little radio for sale in the Discord. This would be a great starter radio for someone who wants a simple radio for the field and values American products and apparently doesn't care what things sound like. <laughs> the SJC radio existed before Poda and almost, I think it was about the same time like the 817 like came out on the market. And it is, it's kind of a little tanky thing yes it's bigger than the 817 which you've seen is like the longer little squat Mm -hmm. radio um they're rare though they're rare and there's people that want them if they know what it is well there's people that are looking for them i guess what i'm saying like if you're gonna sell it we welcome that on the hrcc buy sell trade but you probably would get the better return on like ebay Mm. because those people are looking for that stuff okay yeah well wes signs off hope this sparks a discussion about american products and poda thanks wes ki5 wes the leatherman yeah sgc is an interesting company in in regards to radio i do believe in buying american do you i do do you want to say any more on that or 
Like, why? Well, I'm not necessarily against you. I just want to hear your thoughts. You know, for me, if we don't buy American, then a lot of this stuff gets outsourced to other countries. Mm-hmm. Which has already happened. But right. Yeah. I, I but then we have no hope at self-sufficiency. You know, it really ends up with the world becoming just specialized. Right. And in Pan Am, Pan Am. which country... Which country will be the capital? And may the odds be ever in your favor. But you know what I'm saying. Thank you, Effie. Thank you. If if you if we have to outsource so much because mm-hmm. we already people, have though. Right, because people aren't dedicated to buying American. But I also believe in a free market, so that's I mean that's a tough so, thing. So me. that's the thing, right? Like by the way, I'm not I'm not against what you're saying, but we we've tested this at the at the consumer level, Walmart, right, right. Everything at Walmart is not American. There's very few things at Walmart that, is that are true? American. Yeah, for sure. What about Stanley? Are Stanley cups made in America? Stanley, I think that company got bought and sold a long time ago. Okay. There's very few American companies left. I don't think what you're saying is true. Oh, I think Walmart actually. Another live. Josh is. (laughs) Josh is going to be wrong again. Here we go. Oh, she's typing and looking to like me laser beam right in the eye right now. (laughs) I mean, I I don't think that's true because Walmart sells food. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Calm. Okay. This is how Leia wins arguments. She finds a technicality. To weasel out of the... But also, I feel like Walmart, despite also bringing in products mm-hmm. from other countries, does make a concerted effort to... Do they? Yes. Walmart has launched a major effort in the revitalization launched. of USA-based manufacturing. When was that By dated? committing an additional $350 billion to products made, grown, or assembled in America. Uh, uh, this 10-year commitment uh, has the potential to support 750,000 jobs. This okay. is from uh, September of 2022. Okay. So here's the problem with that. You already hit the food part, which I would agree. You kind of have to sell local food to local people. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. goes bad, right? There's the first thing. The second point that they hit in was assembled. See, that's the trick that, that everybody does. I'm about to tell you right now. Okay. Garland rugs, those are all manufactured in Georgia. Sterilite is a product, a plastic product. Something we all use in our everyday lives. Sterilite is a brand that I buy all the time. They are plastic bins. Plastic stuff. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Plastic manufactured in the U.S. Lodge cookware. And actually, I buy a lot of Lodge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's made in Tennessee for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Pyrex. You, you notice how you haven't mentioned anything that has Simplay any three. kind of electronic components. Okay, in it. we'll wait. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Simplay three is a veteran-owned American Simplay company. Simplay three, located yes. in Ohio. Hello, we love friends Ohio. in Ohio. Big ham radio. Doctor Teals. That's like a major beauty brand in the U.S. Good, good soap. Yeah. So that's what I have. So, so what about far. the electronics, Leia? 
So they mentioned assembled, and I, I, I think that that's going to be the trick of the future. Is that it, well, we're already doing that. It's going to say assembled in the USA. Well, let's talk. Uh huh. Cisco Systems, let's talk. Let's Texas talk. Instruments, IBM, Intel, HP, Apple, Dell, and Emerson Radio. Those are the top electronics companies in the U.S. Yeah, and Apple has a huge manufacturing company multiple locations in china it's it's not see okay let me finish the point and then you can go ahead and, and throw throw knives at it it's not that it isn't assembled in the u.s i'm not debating that necessarily some of the things it's that the components are made out of the country and this okay hey hey listen everybody this goes back to that fcc comment operators, technicians, and those that understand the electronic arts of creation, mm -hmm. right? So if if the, the bare base components of the things you buy are made outside the country, that's kind of like the engineer that builds the thing. How do you replicate that? I, I'm not, and again, I'm not against what you're saying. I'm just saying that the, the ship has kind of sailed. Mm, the, did you know that 52% of U.S. semiconductor companies actually do their manufacturing in the United States? Okay, let, let's break down that what you just said. <laughs> the companies that make semiconductors, 50% of what they make is made in the U.S. 52% of the semiconductor companies. Mm -hmm. Here, read, read, it. read it verbatim. Read it back to you again. Yeah. Where did it go? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's like TikTok. It's gone forever. Where did it go? I just, I went to another page and then I went back. Oh, I'm going to slip on by you there. <laughs> That's for the Midwest fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. U.S. semiconductor companies sell most of the world's semiconductors and do most of their front-end fabrication in the United States. Which leads to this little-known fact. Semiconductors are perennially... Perennially? They're like bulbs. you got to plant them. <laughs> A top three manufactured U.S. export product, along with planes and automobiles... Well, then there's no problem, Leia. What are you complaining about? Just, I, I was, I was supporting what Alex was saying about. Uh, no, I, no, I, I have nothing. What, what Wes was saying. I have about, nothing against buying American. The the point is that like everything you buy has foreign parts in it for electronics. Okay. You, like if you buy a Japanese radio. Mm-hmm. From the major companies, it's full of other parts from other countries. Okay, we know this. It, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm. I'm saying anything that's like a surprise to people. But at the same time, I love me some Elecraft. I love the companies that are American. Sure. I'm not saying don't buy those companies. I'm not. I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying like it's it it's kind of already worldwide, <coughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's gone full pit bull. <laughs> like you can't like the cat is out of the bag and that's not that's not a bad thing like i mean if you think about like i, I don't know where a lot of 
every other component of electronics is made. But it, it, it's not a bad thing that some of those countries are getting helped out right. by making right. parts that goes into That's our true. radios. Like, I'm not upset about this. I, do I want to keep American workers working first and foremost? Sure. Absolutely. Am I surprised that when other cheaper parts come in and get I mean, used? I have an no. environmental reason as well for wanting – Let's build a part, put it on a boat, and go across the biggest ocean on the entire planet with fuel. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I'm not – again, I'm I'm not really – this is not my hill to die on. I'm not against what you're saying. And yeah, now, okay, everyone, hear me while I say go buy an Elecraft radio. Yes. They're some of the – they are expensive radios. They're boutique radios, right? Like they are fantastically good radios. I fully support your decision to buy with them. But they're not making HTs. That's true. Yet. 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 Could you imagine – oh, my God. That might be a funny video. What? Where I go to the the two – the co-owners of Elecraft. I'm like – Hey guys, these HF radio, these these uh, the best in class HF radios that you make, the, the stars of DX expeditions, the the, ra- the the radio du jour that people want to take with them in the most hospital hospitable ever location. Inhospitable. Inhospitable. Have you ever thought about like competing with a Belfay? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a fun. That that's yeah. gonna be fun. And then then I never talk to them again. That's gonna be really great. <laughs> Like, I mean, okay. I, I hope everybody gets where I'm going. Yes. Did I? Am I yes. Am I, I somewhere you. in the world? Okay. The next email is titled, I sold all of my HF gear. And this is from Alex from Alaska. At, what? Hey, HamFam. Glad you're doing better. I figured I'd wait for emails to clear up that accumulated while you were sick. Well, it was my birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday. And my lovely wife surprised me with one of your licensed class hoodies. As always, it's nice and cozy. Thank you. Oh, nice. If it stands the testament of Alaska, we take that as high praise. It's true. Mm -hmm. Josh, I did it. I just about melted my brain. I made my first CW contact. (gasps) Congratulations. I don't have a button for that, but... I... (laughs) there it is that's the button for the cw contact that's that's it we found it i heard a guy calling cq for a while he had perfect spacing and after a while i said i'll go for it i sent my call he sent question mark i sent my call (laughs) he sent question mark i sent my call he sent back partial call i'm dying inside at this point possibly sweating i sent it again he copied and responded with it. Mm-hmm. Then he went back to calling CQ, so I quickly looked him up on QRZ and emailed him apologizing. He was super nice and said the spacing was off, but he got me in the log. Well done. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect your first time out. I, I almost want to ask him if he had like a couple of beers. <laughs> so I have... <laughs> I have been in this situation where it's late night in the shack and you hear somebody calling and you and you, you throw their you throw your call out almost hoping that they don't reply. <laughs> and and then they do and you're like, oh boy, now I'm in. <laughs> I'm in the Thunderdome. Yes. Where it's this nice other individual that's just trying to make a contact. You're like, and you're just trying to hang on for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> it I I, I 
I can't I, I can't tell you when it gets better because <laughs> I'm white knuckling through the entire contact on CW. But the dream of what you can achieve when you get to the other side yeah. is is the thing that keeps driving you forward. I, I, I love that. I love that so much. That story. Thank you for sharing that. So about selling my gear, like I said, it was my birthday this month and was gifted some money. So I sold my Shegu G1M 5 watt and oh, Shegu G90 20 watt and purchased a Yesu FT891 and a used FT817 ND. Oh, interesting. So two ra- so now he has a base station radio kind of yeah. in the 891 or he's got the he's got the 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 big brother. That if anybody insults the 817 signal quality, you can be like, right. well, what about my what about my brother? You can fight. He's 100 watts. <laughs> Hit that Nate audio drop, the I've got a new radio. Where is it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I lost what it already. you done? Everything's gone. <laughs> there it is. I've got a new radio. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> That's in the be- the beginning half of the show. Yes. Which so, should be which should be migrated to the email. Okay. I'm gonna fix that. So far, I'm happy with the two. My first time out with the radio, I was sitting on the side of a mountain. The snow was packed so deep it was over the park benches. My kids were sledding. I don't have a small battery yet, so I put my 75 pound RV battery in a sled and drug it up to the clearing. <laughs> my kids were sledding, and I set up my 17 foot vertical calling CQ. I got Spain. What? That's uh, awesome. So think. Spain from Alaska. Think of the globe-based world. So he's going over the North Pole to Spain, basically. That's like short path. Wow. That's that's crazy. I about had a party when I got the East Coast for the first time. That's when I went from 5 watt to 20 watt. Now this jump from 20 watt to 100 watt and I got Spain. I made eight POTA contacts and had to call it quits just shy of an activation. My son wrecked his sled and needed some attention. He'll be fine. He's a kid. He bounces. I was like, oh no, a broken sled could mean a broken body. <laughs> but no, sounds they're, like he's They're great. mostly soft. <laughs> they bounce they bounce yeah. yeah first cw contacts and new radios i was excited this is uh, i'm excited for you Alex. i love this email. yeah that's fantastic I, um 100 watt poda rig is like pretty much a sweet spot in most cases so i i totally support the decision rock bottom line merch alex Uh-oh. continues right, last pod with josh josh was talking about his one percenter patch picture that oh breaking bad gosh. guy with a torn apart radio on the bench next to next to some beakers and stuff saying hams we deal with a different type of crystal <laughs> that is rock bottomy that is <laughs> but very clever good. very clever good. okay well this email is long enough thank you for the podcast alex from alaska well, thank you so much, Alex. Th- this is a very exciting email. So many good things. I feel much joy for you and uh, hope that you appreciate your wife very much. <laughs> you took him sledding, Leah, and then ignored the crap out of him as one of them <laughs> wrecked a sled. I know, man. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> 
The next email is titled, Take Your General Test. Wow. I don't think Tony meant it that aggressively, but we'll see. That's how you sell yeah. it. That's how you're selling it. Okay, I got it. Leia, regular listener to the podcast. Well, thank you for listening. I know you were working towards general and just wanted to give a few words of encouragement. I passed the tech last spring and decided at that point I really wanted to get general as that's where the fun is. It is. I passed my general at a local club this Monday evening with a score of 31 out of 35. I used the Gordon. Wait, wait. Do I need to do the? Oh, yeah. Okay. Congratulations. You did it, man. The world is mostly your oyster now. <laughs> I use the Gordon West book and practice for tests from Ham Test Online, Ham Radio Prep, and Ham Study Signal Stuff. I paid for the latter, but will buy the Ham Test Online when I go to the ex- for the extra. I spend a few hours a week reading the book, which, in my opinion, is superior to the AWRL book. I personally uh, found, Gordon's? yeah, Gordon's is yeah. good. I personally found the AWRL general book to be confusing. The tech book was great, though. Mm-hmm. The last week or two, I really hammered the random quiz generators and practice tests. I attempted extra with a score of 13 out of 50. It's a 50 question Yeah, test. that's a lot of questions. Yeah. So I got roughly it's a, bigger pool a quarter too. right. Extra is nothing like I thought it would be. I worried about long, complex math questions. This particular test had maybe two math questions. Yeah. Code CW is next before I move on. Are you thinking about that? Yeah. um, Josh is going to tell you just to go get your extra. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so that was my decision, right? If your decision is different, that's okay. I sat down and i had a long discussion with myself it was really fun that was the really fun yeah i I it could have been a podcast i a bit called the loony bin just yeah (laughs) so uh whether or not you agree and this is you know up to you the extra is easier to pass than become cw proficient and if you get the extra out of the way then it's like clearing the chaff away from making future contacts Mm. so i go anywhere you can go anywhere so i went with getting the extra first and have continued to you know do cw things and whatnot but um i think that's the better route personally personally you can disagree it's up to you oh and as i type this i am enjoying a voodoo ranger juice force IPA. Good stuff. Not your typical IPA. There's just enough of a juicy taste finished with a sort of dry, smoky flavor. The 9.5% alcohol is an added bonus. Highly recommended. And it, thank you for that beer review. Uh, it, 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 the, the Voodoo Ranger, any of the Voodoo Ranger line is a, is a pretty good IPA if you like IPAs mm-hmm. on the, the semi macro space. Yeah. Good stuff. It, it's good. Best of luck. If I can do it, I know that you, living with a ham Jedi, will do it. Tony, you know I don't. K eight oh, VFA. <laughs> Thank now you gonna... so much, Tony, and congratulations. Now here's my deep dive on Star Wars. The best Star Wars is where there's no Jedi involved. Which one's that? The Mandalorian. Oh. Rogue One. 
Wow. Where it's where we're just in the Star Wars Take world. Take the space magicians out of it. Well, yeah, because they they just have powers for whatever situation. They're space wizards. Yeah. And th- and they just make the Jedi's do anything, right? That that to solve any problem. Right. The Mandalorians got to shoot guns and have tech like Q or Rogue One. Rogue One's a great movie. People are like, oh, I haven't so really seen either of these things. Oh my god! So the um, Mandalorian. Yeah, it's I and I love the Mandalorian. I know you did. Oh god, okay. it was great. It's we're now you loved two. it. You loved it so much you didn't even notice I wasn't there. <laughs> we loved it. We loved it so much I went off and watched The Last of Us, which is Pedro Pascual, same Pascual. actor. Pascual. Pascal? Do you know that that weird? It's not Pascal. It's Pascal. Pascal. Okay. Yeah. He is uh, Joel. Yes. From The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Do you know that movie he's in with Nicolas Cage where where the the, the meme yes. where him Nicolas Cage is super upset. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what that movie is? Mm-mm. It's a movie where Nicolas Cage plays himself. Oh, okay. Then yes, I do. Yeah. I am familiar with this movie. I haven't watched. I it, haven't but... watched it either. But Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. That's... the role that only he could play yes yes <laughs> okay so the next email is titled coax losses and this oh. is from zach coax loss specification is always listed in db per 100 feet yes how does that lot translate to fractional distances i assume it's not a linear relationship where three decibel loss over 100 feet would be 1.5 decibel over 50 feet mm-hmm. or would it be I'm curious as to what my coax losses are when operating portable with 25 feet of coax Mm -hmm. and if the numbers support using higher loss coax that is easier to carry portable like RG174 if it is only 25 feet long. Have any data, formulas, thoughts, or experience on this topic? This is a good question. Um, So it's going to be dependent it's going to be dependent on the frequency that you're transmitting on and also whatever test equipment you have. You you can do this with a watt meter to, to a point. And I would actually recommend you go check out KMRD's videos on him testing coax. K-murder shout out. Because in, in his videos, he, he does the differentials between coax types. And yes, you know, 100 feet or, you know, 100 meters, whatever it is, is kind of the, the benchmark that they tested against. But it's 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 very subjective on the frequency you're transmitting on. Most of the time in HF, it's not that big a deal. I would always go for, like, if you're not going to set up the antenna and do the do the activation or do whatever it is, then just go with the coax you have. And if there's some physical reason why the coax isn't going to work with water intrusion or something like that or, you know, whatever, then, you know, think about changing bad coax out for good coax and please waterproof your coax. That, that's more important than worrying about the minutia of it a little bit. But, but please go check out Mike's videos. He spent a lot of time doing it. He talks about his testing methodology, and I, I think that he's on the right track. Okay. Well, Zach continues, I started studying for my extra exam on Sunday and gave myself a one-week deadline by signing up for a remote exam with Glarg next Sunday. Thanks for doing all the stuff and the things, Zach, N7ZJL. 
Well, thank, thank Zach, you and email. good luck on your extra exam. I hope Josh answered your question. The next email is titled FM antenna for two meters. Oh, this is the this is the Nova question. I think I'm really looking at the FM antenna for two meters as more of a challenge. And I hope that someone had already done this. Hmm. Not able to find anything commercially available. So I knew I needed to build this. Mm -hmm. I will be using an ID 52. So only five watts. Tuner and antenna switch will be mounted in a box just under the radio slash ashtray. I understand what you're saying about the efficiency of this antenna is not going to be very good, but I hope that it would still be better than a rubber duck inside the vehicle. I'm a proponent for non-resident antennas and use 500 feet sky wave loop and a 135 foot delta loop of okay. course, with a tuner for my main station, HF. This works really well with the sure. open feed line, but open feed line under the dash is not going to work <laughs> at all. No. I have even, I have built almost all of my antennas even back in the 80s when I was on CB. I even built a five element quad beam for two meters shortly after I got my license and made a simplex contacts on two meters FM about 80 miles near Florence, South Carolina, and I'm in Rock Hill. I will let you know how this FM pro antenna project works out. Need to work on it soon as the car is halfway blown apart and will soon start <laughs> putting things back together. I, I'm, oh boy. You know, people had Thank some you really for the good ideas. Thank for you for you. the update, yeah. first of all. Thank you for that. And and Leah's right. There was a lot of good updates. But see, here's here is now why I'm even more concerned because you do, you're not running a mobile VHF, UHF uh, transmitting radio. Yeah. So you've already got low power. So you actually need to, to, to depend on the, on the antenna to kind of help you out a bit. Right. Right. And if you're, if you're not using a resonant antenna for those frequencies, it's not going to perform as well. So I, I'm, I'm kind of in the, the latter camp that we got of potentially using the Nova fixed mount antenna as the two meter antenna and cutting it appropriately and then use a stealth antenna or something like that. But I don't, I don't think that's the answer he wants to hear, to be honest. Okay. Well, well, I guess we'll find out. Chris, Th continues. this is a good, this is a good story. This is a good story we're working on. Chris continues, as for pushrod motors and RPMs, the high-performance 327s, even in the 60s, would turn 7,000. The current worn-out engine in the car I used to turn 7,000, mm -hmm. and it has stock GM rods and crank. A modern LS 5.3, like in a Chevy pickup truck, will turn 6,500 with stock parts, and only changing valve springs will turn over 7,000. Pro stock dragsters turn 10,000 RPMs and they are push rod engines. I'm using the same pistons and lifters that are used in those cars. So 8,000 RPMs is not really a problem. As for most common production push rod V8s, mainly back in the day, the cylinder head design was so poor, there was absolutely no point in them turning high RPMs. However, with better cylinder head design, like the modern LS and aftermarket heads, the higher RPMs can be utilized. 
I, hmm. I'm not going to disagree. I think you're you're probably right because everybody's swapping LSs into everything now. Like mm-hmm. even Japanese cars, they're putting LS engines in it. And I, I, I would like to see how a high revving motor would be consistent over time. Okay. Like if a stock LS is 6,500, then mm, that's like a daily driver kind of thing. All right. I'm curious. But I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just sure. you know, curious. I trust Chris. Yeah. I, Chris I, signs I off. Chris. Thanks again, Chris. KR4EZ. Well, good luck with that build. Please let us know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, keep us posted. The next email is titled, Yet Another Ham Shack Update. And this comes from Alabama Andrew. Okay. Hello, Josh, Leia, HRCC podcast listeners. Alabama Andrew here with another shack update. I will make this quick because I'm currently working on a project for my wife. It is a cut flower garden that she has always wanted. You are a very good husband, Andrew. I've said this before. I will say it again. You are a good husband. Yeah. What is a cut flower? What what does that mean? It's a garden so that you can grow flowers you can cut and put in vases. It's different from a vegetable garden. Oh, like a a pretty flower. A pretty flower kind of thing. Okay, got it. Well, I mean, a lot of flowers don't stand up very well to being cut and put in vases. Do they require a special bed? Well, you might not necessarily want to. Like you got to put a duvet on there and (laughs) keep them warm, tuck them in at night. You got to sing them uh, some Whitney Houston songs. Oh, I thought I was going to throw back to the Spice Girls right now. but Okay. Figure it would when be to become one. <laughs> Figure it would be That's a nice a way. <laughs> In Animal Crossing, anyway. <laughs> Figure it would be a nice way to guilt, I mean, convince her on more ham radio purchases, specifically those that might want that might do better mounted to the outside of the house. Yes. 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 Yeah. Honey, do your way to ham radio success. <laughs> Here is a, a picture of its current progress, a Wushan UV9 Mate 4 scale. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... It's a handheld. Is it? What my so many pictures. That pictures of. UV9? A UV9? <laughs> what, what are you looking at? Why are there so many pictures? Oh, it's the flower bed and everything else. Okay. All right. Good. Josh has now seen the pictures. Ham Shack is getting closer to completion. Got a cabinet for some organized storage to keep from cluttering up my space. Organized the rolling tool chest. Punched a hole in the ceiling to help run coax currently connected to an Ed Fong J-pole temporarily mounted in the attic for now. Here are some pictures to show y'all the progress below. The last one is a before and after shot. Thank Josh you. Josh has already looked at all of those. Mm-hmm. We will drop those in the HRCC podcast channel. Join us on the Discord. Yeah. That is all for now. Hope y'all have a wonderful rest of the podcast. Before I go, here's a random factoid for you. A lie bird can mimic almost any sound it hears, even that of a chainsaw. Yes. Now, that would be creepy. I've seen that video. 73's Alabama Andrew KQ4 APD. Thank you, Andrew, and best of luck on securing those additional 
ham radio purchases that may be mounted outside of the house. I feel five. What? Five honeydews. Five honeydews. It it actually depends on the the scope of those honeydews. Well, this is when you get to like the fourth and then you're like, if it's so easy, do it. Wow. It's rude. (laughs) It's, uh... (laughs) The next email is titled, Hello, and this comes from Danielle. Hello, Josh and Leia. I'll admit, my eyes were wide when I was searching for a new podcast and discovered a three-hour episode. I decided to sneak you in at work, and now I'm hooked. Well... Thank you How we welcome. tricked you with my, a three-hour podcast. My journey to explore amateur radio began with my search for information on how to prepare my home for natural disasters without reaching doomsday prepper status. Yes. This article led me to Ham and ultimately led me to you. There is an article in Popular Mechanics. Uh, I will drop that link in the show notes. My first episode involved your reading of nature signs for incoming natural disasters and the golden winged warblers stuck with me so of course here's a t-shirt design oh a warbler is perched on a roof antenna preparing for flight with a storm front in the background a flock of warblers are flying away in the backdrop that i that's cute or maybe simply having jaws chasing warblers with a butterfly net i'm all sure they're kind of fast (laughs) josh i greatly appreciate all of your resources for learning and leah you definitely have a voice for npr news well thank you unless i make you sleepy then i thank you anyway (laughs) we appreciate the email thank you thanks for all the time you give not yet a ham danielle Danielle, thank you for writing in and a warm welcome to the podcast and the email correspondence tower. I love the fact you're listening and not a ham. That's crazy (laughs) to me. That's wild. So, hey, thank you. She's preparedness minded, though. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah. The next email is titled Strange Land. This is a follow up from Douglas V. So far, my. Oh, he's in Whittier. Strange land in in regards Whittier. Yes. It is strange, yes. (laughs) So far, my time spent in the strange foreign land you know as California (laughs) has been uneventful. I figured out how to manually enter a repeater into my new FT4. I received a notice at Tuesday Night Net on the repeater, but for some reason, I thought El Dorado County was much closer than it was. It is not. Uh, We have an El Dorado Park. Yes. I, I don't know if he's in Whittier, but I know he's in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The repeater is approximately 361 miles away from the hotel. Yeah. 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 I did learn more about FTA. Always good. Ham Radio Dude had a good video on the subject. In the next month, I will be in Texas, Arizona, Nevada, and back in strange foreign land, not necessarily in that order. Not likely to be able to do much poda or soda while I'm out of state for work. Douglas V. Uh, Douglas, if you are in Whittier, uh, Pio Pico is not that far from you. It's in Santa Fe, uh, uh, Pico Rivera. It's in Pico Rivera, yes. just outside. And Pico Rivera is the next city over. It does not involve a hike. In fact, it is it's labeled a, a state park, yeah. but 
It is just a historic site. It, it's a parking lot that you can uh, activate from the car or you can just walk a little bit to the picnic benches and you can activate right there. Yeah. And it's And they're going to have no idea what the hell you're doing. <laughs> well, you've been there before. I have with, with the kids when we walked around and everybody was kind of like, what you doing, man? What, what, what are you doing walking around here? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little weird. But if if you wanted to give Poda a shot, that's a pretty good one from where or, you are. Or just go to the beach. Like, there's so many beach Podas here. But he doesn't have that much time. Oh, I know. I know. And the beach is not that close to Whittier. It, it's actually the heart. Like, the problem with Whittier, Whittier is, is that there's so no, it's inter- so landlocked. There's no uh, freeway access. Yeah. Whittier is bad. La Mirada is bad like that, too. Yeah. They both are. But Whittier's worse, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Let's not have this be a freeway off for the cities that, you know. The the closest the freeway to, the closest freeway to Whittier is the 605 at the worst part of the 605. That's true. And La Mirada, you don't you have get to, to get you don't have to get on the freeway to go to Pio Pico. It's off the freeway. But you don't have to get on it. It you can it, take side streets. Sure, but you're like adjacent to golf and stuff almost when you're like by Pio Pico. I guess. Fine. Like that's Have not it even... your way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good luck, Doug. Safe travels. Good luck. The next email is titled General, and this is from Jeff. We're getting car insurance? <laughs> Dear Leia and Josh, in April of 2017, I passed my tech. <gasps> Congratulations. At the same time, my mother-in-law became ill and moved in requiring home care. It's very kind of you to take her in. Yes, it is. She was living with us for over a year and a half until moving out into assisted living when she progressed enough. At that time, I put everything away. My FT60R. Occasionally, I would take it out to listen to the local trivia net. Mm-hmm. Time passed. My wife and I are active motorcyclists on my Sundays off. This January, I decided to get active in ham again. Oh, good for you. Welcome back. Yeah. Found your podcast. I listen while I deliver mail. Well, thank you for listening. Very fun and informative. I watch your YouTube also after work. Bought the audiobooks Fast Track for Tech to review and for the general. Use the Ham Study website and app. On March 20th, I passed my general. Congratulations. Congratulations. A birthday present to myself on March 29th. And one you earned. You it's not just something it. you walked to the store and bought it. Like you, you did the time and you took the test and you got it. Congratulations. Good for you. I took the extra with 25 correct. It's a tough test. I'm waiting for my local HRO to restock the FT891. I want to do HF, POTA, SOTA, and maybe Tinker with two meter satellite. By the way, only have tried to make contact twice. So no luck. Mm-hmm. Was Mike shy and lack of effort? No more. I will be active. Just now. get on the air, man. And and particularly for a poda, just just get out there, make your spot, start doing the poda. You'll you'll get it quickly, I promise you. And and nothing is like more ham radio romantic than 
just driving up some interstate in a motorcycle with a ham radio in the side the side bag. Mm. You pull off, you set up a radio, and you activate a POTA right there. Like that is that is cool. That is super cool. So awesome. Jeff does have a follow up email. Okay, here we go. Leia and Josh tried to keep the previous email short while trying to explain my long duration without being ham active. Leia, you got this. If I can pass the general with lack of experience, you can do it. Also, tell your fans to do what I have yet to do. Join a club, years of experience for support, and also new text to learn with you. I'll be 57 years old by the end of March. Don't let time slip by. My background info, when my son was younger, I was a cub leader, scout oh. leader, then scout master. Wow, that's a wow. big job. Scout master is kudos to you for taking that on. My son achieved Eagle. He's now 28. Oh. Wow. My daughter is 37 with a family, a husband, two girls. My wife and I each have our own motorcycles and shoot guns. I brew beer. Life is oh good. Oh, my God. What a fun life. That's so cool, man. Jeff signs off. 73, Jeff, KC1, HNH. That's, uh, that's kind of close to... I, I love the well-rounded life where yeah. ham radio is a part of it. It yeah, doesn't absolutely. have to be the whole thing. It's just, you know, a part of it. It's right there. I love that. I love the story. I love well, the thank you, Jeff. Include ham radio in your life. It doesn't have to be all of your life, like me. Right. Right. I love your you too, Leah. I love you too. Just your whole life. <laughs> but like it, it can't just be a part, and that's fun too. The next email is titled, How to Explain Hand Concepts to Younger Children. And this is from Chris. Oh, I, I did this. Hi, I, Leah I, and Josh. Yeah. So now I'm leading a 4-H ham radio group for the next five weeks or so. Good group of kids, but a, with ranges of ages from 8 to 12. I'm going to have a testing session if they feel ready. Mm -hmm. That's going to be fantastic. Each class is a combination of learning and some hands-on activity. For this first week, they all got a chance to talk to some locals on the repeater. Mm -hmm. They loved it. Between sessions, I've assigned both yours and Dave Kassler's new technician videos. Oh, I'm also sending them home each week with some activities they can do, like making an emergency family family plan. plan mm -hmm. Fun. We. Yep, yep. Or playing with open web rx SDR, sdrs mm -hmm. yeah that'll be great for them so here's the problem the older ones are getting it so far but i'm a little worried about explaining ohm's law and wavelengths versus frequencies to the younger ones do you have any suggestions for making the math and science a little more digestible for we ones uh for the wee ones um, it depends on how oh eight to twelve so i mean that's god that's, that's okay around that's like that's ben's age you're you're like i've been trying to figure this out too Me, my, my, yeah <laughs> okay uh, i i'm not i'm not gonna say that i have the right answer for this but i did a presentation in front of a boys and girls club you can you can find it on my channel if you if you look for boys and girls club or uh gosh i think i think that's probably the right way to find it i i, I think that the right way to go about this and maybe i'm wrong and, and you know feel free to email 
is is not necessarily that like you take up an entire crowd of kids and like hey kids let me teach you about antenna math that that might not be the right way instead like show what is possible and so what i did was i took my phone out and i took a picture of the of of the kids watching me and i explained that my phone is only a device that's facilitated through the the cell phone network and i explained that like you know if there's a power outage or anything that's going on whatever that doesn't mean that the information that you have in your phone is gone or or can't communicate or you can't text your friends and i had an sdr turned on on my computer and i used my phone plugged into a baofeng and i transmitted sstv and I showed them that I'm literally sending from my phone into my radio, which is transmitting RF into over the air to my SDR and having it displayed on the screen. That was kind of like one of the demonstrations I did. The, the point isn't that like, oh, in an emergency, ham radio is the solution. It's not that. It's, it's to explore them understanding that like they can do this. It's something that they can understand. For young people, I feel a lot of the times it's it's instilling the hacker mentality in their brain. And the hacker mentality in, in its core point is how do things work and, and figuring out how things work and understanding the things that exist in our life around us all the time. For a lot of us older people, like we, we saw, you were talking about Captain Crunch and and telephones and and blowing a whistle into it sounded like a nickel or a dime or a quarter that that was through the understanding of how it works well now they have way more options of technology and stem stuff that they have exposure to and and you kind of have to show them what's possible to to break their mind up a little bit to go out of the consumer space of just a user of the thing Mm -hmm. and get them into the point of like I can do this. I can I can figure out how this works. And and the best thing you can do with a with a young mind is not bore them with math but to unleash it to the concept of what they could know. Uh I so m- my perspective on mm-hmm. teaching kids, especially young kids, is it has to be m- like multisensory. Mm-hmm. So so one way to demonstrate wavelength is actually by getting a tank of water. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where you can show them how the waves work. Okay. I like it. Then the next thing where you can teach them how the impact of wave and frequencies change mm-hmm. is by showing them a prism. So you're talking about light. Oh, waves. the light differentiation. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because light exists on the uh, electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's probably a good introduction, I mean, they're that's not going to, they're, level. they're not going to get the math stuff. No, but you got to make it practical to them. Like you have to, you have to, okay. But this goes back to what I was saying is like, you, you take a thing that they take for granted, an iPad, a phone, and you're like, Hey, did you know that that wireless stuff that's happening here? You all think this is from Apple. The reality is, is that you can tinker with this. I mean, that's that's a way to show what these things do. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're trying to teach, like specifically, I'm I'm talking about like wavelength, frequency, those those scientific concepts, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to allow them to visualize it. It's got it. It has to be something where they they can see it in an engaging way. We, That's we why could... I'm saying a water tank mm-hmm. to demonstrate wavelengths mm-hmm. is we, the we kids could... love water. They. Kids love water. No, they really do. Y- you and I could make a good, really good lesson plan in this space, because I'm all about the hook. Like I wanna, I want to engage them in learning. I want, I want them to have that fire in in wanting to understand the world that exists around them yeah. that they take for granted. Mm-hmm. And then what you're saying is that then building the foundation after they have that hook. Like yeah. building the foundation of like it's it's because based you can't on practical, see the waves. You can't if you yes. don't use water, you can't see the waves. No, you're totally right. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But you, you I, I love the demonstration aspect of it of building upon yeah. like they all are a similar concept of yes. water waves are kind of like RF waves. The difference is that like you can see the water. We we all see the water wave. But the RF waves are, are also similar. Yes. There is an electromagnetic component uh, part of it that we're, we're you know, we're going to remove that for right now. Right. We're going to say that it's like it's very similar in that aspect. Mm-hmm. We can visualize it because it's like waves, the tides, what causes the tides, the moon and the sun and all that yeah. stuff. And you're like, hey, it's all related to a point, but it's it's the application of it. Right. In, in certain situations that differ. We just use a bit of metal yes. to wavy the air. Yes. <laughs> to make it transmit the picture I just took of you. Yeah. And make it go wirelessly to the computer that is now showing you the picture. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's that's a yeah. Very fun. So uh, we got uh, five it's a it's a six hour class, lunch included. <laughs> to be I mean like the it's a lot of time to do that though for kids. In that age range? Could you imagine trying to do all that in one day? He's got the 5H ham radio group for five weeks. Oh, uh, strap him down. <laughs> You're going to get a lead. Here we go. We're going to talk about some science. Let's go. Well, I hope that helps, Chris. Uh, I don't know that we helped anything, but uh, we had some grandiose ideas about what the world should look like. <laughs> I mean, the other thing you can do is actually just use string. There was a, a video of like a spring. Yeah. The springs are actually kind of good for this because yeah. they already have the. Not the necessarily loosen. a spring, but a, a slinky. Sure. Oh, more easily. Are good. Yeah. More easily yeah. manipulated. Slinkies There's, are good. They're not tensioned. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. There's so many. This is uh like more ideas than solutions. Like this is a lot of like exploring the space. Well, I mean, that's these are literally the things that you need to I, you, I, you you have to get into like you have to demonstrate, it, please. You have to not only demonstrate, but it has to be fun and engaging. Yeah. So it's not going to be just a chart. Yeah, please. It's got to be something they can touch. Please don't be like my math teachers on an overhead projector drawing on a transparency. Yeah. Like make math real. Yeah. And and it can be real when you're talking about like frequencies and oscillation mm-hmm. and 
how an antenna works is is not that far off what Leia's talking about with a tank of water. Yeah. You could build off of a tank of water to the point that we get to, well, now what if we're just oscillating the air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like or, you, or can't, that, you, know, you we... can't see this, but, and you can say, but if I were a superhero and I could see radio waves, this is what they would look like. If, if I was Aquaman, <laughs> I could talk to an orca and be like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> and the orca goes, <laughs> which is, I don't know, an orca. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chris, hope that gave you some ideas. Uh, and this is from Chris K3DCR. Thank you. That was a good email. Yeah. And now it's time. It's the final email. This email is titled Extra Extra Read All About It. Oh. Been sitting on that one for a long time. All right. And this comes from volunteer podcast co-producer Nathan. Hello, my He's fellow He's back hands. in as the last email. It is I, K1MAZ, a newly minty, fresh amateur extra. How did I do it? Your guess is as good as mine. Well, maybe, I guess, a little better than Leia. So allow me wow. to lay out. Wow. Why, why the shade? <laughs> We were we were so pro Nathan. We were cheering you up. You're like, well, I'm so high on this pedestal. Let me just kick give downward. you a little kick. <laughs> soft, a soft kick, but a kick nonetheless. Allow me to lay out how I accomplished this wonderful and study-ending task. First, get study materials. Study materials that have an actual author on the front cover. Oh, yeah, get something that has a front cover that has pages, not a screen. Next, go to the first section, read the questions and correct answers. And this is very important. The section that it is uh, that is called an explanation of the answer. Up until now, your explanation section on the podcast usually follows the phrase, Josh, what does that mean? Or what? <laughs> okay. Test section by section, study the material, reading or listening at least once through. Now you can go to your trusty friend, the Ham Study app. Go to the test you are studying for. I use the amateur extra section. Go to quiz mode and se select the sub element you just read over and answer the questions till you have seen all the questions and your sub element aptitude is at least 90%. 90? You will get all of the N questions. Nate, this is why it took you so long. From that sub element section, the ones that you answer wrong, they will pop up a few questions later and a little while later, and a little while later. They are hoping that you remember and retain the correct information from your incorrect answer. Keep going until you get up to that 90%. Now you just rinse and repeat for all the sections. What I did about halfway through the book or study materials for the sections was to do a full practice test to see where I was at, such that such as whether I'm getting half of the questions right and half of them wrong. By that point, you should have the first half as close to being completely right and maybe hitting on the correct answer of the second half here and there. Another helpful aspect is when you get an answer wrong in quiz mode, there's an easy way to see explanations that are written by fellow test takers and may include tips and tricks to remember the right answer. 
Okay. An example for the extra test is the answer to a specific question was cardoid. The trick was the question had a 90 in it. And if you look at nine in a certain way, it kind of looks like loops of a cardoid field. Cardioid? Cardioid. I don't know what that is. It's a heart. Cardiatic. Oh. oh. It, it's okay. a it, It's a heart shape. I see. Some tricks were really simple, such as the correct answer to a specific question was a hyphen between the words or a sense antenna answer ends with one direction because your sensei will help one find direction (laughs) or one I thought. Is this a mnemonic device email? (laughs) (laughs) Or one I thought of myself was a pennant antenna question with the answer starting with a small vertical oriented receiving antenna. In my mind, a pen is small and vertically oriented. Stuff like that helped me. Yeah. yeah. These are mnemonic devices. This is literally, uh, this is an important part of testing is how you remember stuff, stuff, right? The last key I have is actually to take a, to chain practice tests, but only after you've studied all the material. I was having an issue where directly after I completed studying all the material, I was failing every single practice test. If you keep failing, but you know you know the stuff to a good degree, walk away. Try again tomorrow. Sometimes you just got to clear your head and you will do better tomorrow. The sun will come up on a brighter day tomorrow. So let's just say I'm glad I'm done with studying. Oh, yes. An online test session on Monday by Glarg, but not specifically the HRCC team. There was it doesn't our, count. The, <laughs> it's not you didn't really get it. There was an already scheduled and listed remote test uh, that had room, so I hopped on it. I want to thank all those that helped me with my nervousness about jumping on a test. Forty-one out of fifty Ooh, correct. Good for you, man. Well, I have found the three remote tests that I've done in the past seems that although it should be random, remote tests will often give you some of the more common questions and less of the less obscure hard ones. This is very helpful. And once you're seeing questions that you know the answer to, it kind of calms you. Hmm. Leia, you have 98 days. That is no longer triple digits. <laughs> 73 and K1 MAZ Nathan amateur extra congratulations nathan again yes i did not do things the way you did and you know what your way worked for you Mm -hmm. and everybody listening there's some people who that's going to work for them i was what if i just brute force this thing Mm -hmm. and did practice exams and listened to the audiobooks and, and I did have knowledge going in, you know, obviously from doing the channel and uh, the, the teaching, if you will. But, um, and, and by the way, I understand what you're talking about. The, the 90% quiz thing was about a sub-element. He, he was breaking it down by sub-element. I see. Right. But when you, keep in mind, like all the, the tests are 74% accuracy when you pass. That's what you're aiming for. Okay. If you get to like 80%, you're probably good if you do it enough times. Well, Nathan says, I figured for the occasion, I would do a, I would do something a little extra. So that is why this email was so long. I mean, extra long. To our German friend, Julius, I have attached a little something 
to be played you requested. Enjoy. Oh. If Leia can please play it, it's only 30 seconds long. Okay. Good night. It's Friday, Friday. Listen to the pod on Friday. <laughs> Everybody's looking forward to Leia's laugh, Leia's laugh. <laughs> Friday, Friday. Tune in up on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to a long podcast. Hours and hours. Yeah. Emails and emails. Yeah. Fang, 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 fang. <laughs> looking forward to the podcast. That was good. Eat your heart out, Rebecca Black. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. You remember Red Dress? No. The woman who is like singing in a red dress in like a cathedral and she purposely uh sang it poorly. No. And made a YouTube video. It was actually a social experiment. It was part of like uh something she was doing to study humanity on the internet. Okay. It was pur- purposely a bad singing video the red dress if you guys look that up the red dress youtube all right it's worse than rebecca rebecca black wow Uh, rebecca black wasn't bad actually she was highly produced though oh yeah 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 Yeah. okay well thank you everybody for listening we appreciate you taking your time out of the week and including us in it yes and hey if you if you if you listen this long, and if it doesn't hurt you, particularly for an Apple user, go ahead and give Leia a review, a written review on iTunes. The uh, the Apple Podcast is what they call it, right? Is yes, that what they call Apple it? Podcast. Is that what the kids call it these days? That's what Apple calls it these days. So we'd appreciate it if you took the time to do that. Give us a thumbs up over there. Give us a five stars. It would mean a lot to us. And until we talk to you again, 73. 73.